two senseis and a casual. That's good. Hey. Not you yawning already. Damn. <laughs> And I just took a nap. Golly. Tired, man. You ever have days where you feel like it's just not enough time in a day? Yeah. I have those a lot. Frequently. That's that's, that's how today feels. (laughs) Oh, man. Sorry about that, bud. It's all good, man. I got a big ass pimple, like I'm 15 years old, just right smack in the middle of my head. Like, mm, maybe it's puberty again. I wish, <laughs> nigga. Mm. Pubes. Oh. Boy. <laughs> Get another growth spurt out, then I'm going to the league. What you mean? No, that's facts. <laughs> that is facts. Boys. Hey man, nice of, you to, nice of you to join us, man. One minute late. I said seven oh five. Come on when now. You're, when you're when you're when this is important to you, you know, you, me and Dra showed up early. Just you know, just saying. Oh, let's not let's not forget about that pizza situation last week. True. If we take if we take full count of who's on time and who's late more often, I'm willing to bet I'm on time more than you. I'm willing to bet a pretty penny, actually. Guys. I'm gonna ignore B's comment, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what, 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 uh, what's Whitney Houston's favorite body parts? Gerard, B, I don't know what. I'm Hand sorry. eyes. Uh, oh my god. Right. Boom. Damn, I heard that one earlier, and I was dying. It was on a it was on a stream I was watching. I thought it was hilarious. Oh my god! Get it, hand eye. You come on. No, no I, I got it. You get it. You get it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love these Friday night pods. <coughs> well, how are you, bud? I'm good. Okay. Yeah, it was a good Friday, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, I had a blast today. Good day at work. Good vibes rolling in today. We'll talk about that in a bit. It's time to catch up. Yeah, overall good vibes. Yeah, it was a good day. Yeah. Can't complain. What are we waiting on? Waiting on B going to get some water. Hmm. So, what do we want to start with then? <laughs> uh, <laughs> dang, Anything new and exciting? Nah, not on my end. Not for real. You know. Okay. I got to take a trip to Cleveland tomorrow. Ooh. Who are you visiting? Uh, so, my goddaughter's birthday party is in Cleveland. Have you ever been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? No, I never been there. But we drove by it. It looks it looks fire though. I think it was like two thousand five, two thousand six. I went. It was a good time, and I'm sure it's even better now. What made it a good time? Uh, just honestly, just the music history. All like all the great artists that have been inducted and shit into there it's pretty cool to see and like i said since then a bunch of artists we've grown up with have been inducted so i kind of want to go back and see all that shit now and i heard there's like a bunch of interactive things there 
I was just gonna ask, do they have like memorabilia? Yeah, like a bunch of memorabilia, like stuff artists wore on stage, um, stuff they've personally donated over the years, or like artists who have passed, like their 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 camp has has donated and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Like I think uh, uh, I think the Thriller outfit was there when I was there for Mike. Yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> the the glove was there as well. The famous rhinestone glove. Yeah. No, more I'm more about Mike. That. More about Mike and what we watched because I watched on fire. So. Did you watch that Netflix uh, thing about all the artists singing "We Are the World"? Oh. Yep. Boy, Bob Dylan wasn't into it, was he? No, <laughs> that's why I said more about Mike. Cause yeah, yeah, hey, man, that guy is the goat. <laughs> like, like, I thought that yeah. moment was dope about the Harry Belafonte when they started yeah. singing his track. That was yeah. amazing. Honestly, that gave me fire. chills. Yeah. No, let's speak on it. Go ahead, Drive. Yeah, but no, nah, they played. Um, you know, Michael and uh, Lionel Richie wrote the song, and it was produced by um, Quincy Jones. Mm-hmm. So like they played Mike's raw vocals when he was singing the like demo track for everyone to know how the song sounded, bro. He sounded so good, bro. Like and then like people be talking about oh Mike can't sing like bro he sounded like without auto tune like pristine like people are idiots perfect man. yeah it was like, crazy and then like you know it's hard to get like I forgot the the actual number of artists was in there. But it's hard to get everybody on the same page. And they recorded this at like right after the um American Music Awards. So like after they did after they did them like performed and stuff on the American Music Awards, they went right to a studio and started recording We Are the World. And that's the only day they had to record it. Damn. So like imagine that shit. And not only Everyone's that tired and shit, I'm sure. Right. Yeah, probably drunk and high. Like <laughs> no, and not even that. Like they they recorded the video while they were recording the song mm. so like mm. people were getting like it was hot as hell because of all those lights and they all jam-packed into a small area even though it's a big ass area but it's so many artists like and then people was trying to do their own thing like you got to see stevie wonder's personality because stevie I'm wonder glad was they put him one- in front that was a smart decision yeah <laughs> like but because stevie wonder was supposed to be a part of the original writing team mm. with with mike and lionel but he didn't show up. They, like Lionel said, he couldn't find him. And I want everyone in the world to know Stevie is a wild boy. So I can, I know where Stevie was at. So like so Stevie, Stevie was taking care of business. All right. So like. Gave me that goddamn Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> like yeah. So like so when Steve when Stevie showed up to the recording session, he thought they were writing the song. So he came in there like, oh, I got some ideas. Uh, and Quincy Jones had to pull him out in the hallway like, yo, the song is already written. This is the <laughs> recording. And Steve was like, Jesus. oh, damn. Well, why y'all ain't tell me? <laughs> wow. Yikes. So what is this, doc- what is this documentary called? It's called The Greatest Night in Pop. That's what it's the called. The Greatest Night in Pop, yep. yeah. But they performed oh, wow. We Are the World. Nice. So Michael and Bruno have this talent where they can literally sing about anything but the way in which they sing, they're so passionate about it. They can make you feel emotions about what they're singing just with that gift. Like, for example, uh, 
when Michael wrote the song and sings the song Ben, where he's literally mm. oh yeah about, about his pet mice, yeah, you would never know he's talking about essentially a rat. Like you wouldn't know. <laughs> I had no uh, idea until right now. I was today yeah. years old. Dude, certain <laughs> notes he hits, like you just don't know it. But like, uh, I'm just trying to think. And when people compare Michael Jackson, like comparisons is the thing where we do it all the time, right? But like people compare uh, Chris Brown to Michael Jackson or name whatever artist, but like. You just don't understand the magnitude as to like how famous and like how, dude. Michael would go to countries and like tens of thousands of people would literally line up just to see. Like they knew they wouldn't be close enough to touch him or to like get an autograph, or whatever. But like his concerts, I've never seen people like passing out literally. While he's just sitting there, like, recognize the audience. Bro, the day he passed away, like, I've never seen national, or I'm sorry, world coverage of, like, yeah. every single country lined up in the streets, flooded, just yeah. shedding tears and playing his music. It was sad. I can tell you exactly where I was when he, when he passed away. I was at yep. the JCC. Oh, we were was you? all playing basketball, and somebody's, I think my mom actually might have called me and told me that he passed away. Oh, and it was man. one of those things where, like, you announced it to everybody there, and, like, everybody stopped. Basketball. I was like, damn, like, we're like, Michael Jackson was that guy. Like, there won't be mm -hmm. another. Um, I'll definitely have to check this documentary out. But, no, man, like, I don't know what you call that. But to be able to sing and convince people of the emotions that you're singing with, like, there's not a lot of people like that. So mm -hmm. I always think of those two and why I appreciate them as artists. But, no, Michael Jackson is one of a kind, man. Like, yeah, he talked about how he wanted to bring his mom out for a concert and just like say hello to the crowd, but his mom was super shy, and she could she would say, "I just never imagined, you know, while raising you as a kid, you would have people like fawning over you." Basically, like I never imagined I would ever have a kid that would be so famous. Like it's incredible. I can't imagine that type of level of fame. It's not too many people that have touched that level of fame. Mm -hmm. Gerard, where were you the day he passed? Where was, I was at work. I was um I had was working for uh Sears and I was at work and um Damn, RIP to two things. We was we used to listen we used to work in the stock room mm. and so it like we was listening to the radio and the radio stopped and said that Michael Jordan I mean Michael Jackson was um in cardiac arrest. Like he had Damn. just and they're rushing him to the hospital because nobody wanted to confirm that he was dead. So like I and that at that time I was getting off of work, so I kept checking my phone, like to see if it would update. And remember they didn't really like confirm it till like I think it was like three PM LA time, but it was like six PM um Eastern Standard Time. So once I finally made it home, that's when they was like, He's you know, he's gone. Yeah. You know, so I was like, Damn, that's crazy. Like I was like, I never, he was only fifty and you know, he was getting ready for the this this is it tour. So I'm like yeah. yep. I'm like, dang, I was looking forward to that because, you know, we're younger, so we never got to see him in concert. So I'm thinking, like, right. if he's able to get past, you know, this tour in London, he's going to come back to the States and he's going to tour. I was like, I'm going to get a chance to see Mike. So I was like, damn, that's not going to happen. And then, like, a mm. couple of days later was his funeral. I, I ain't never cried over no celebrity dying. Like, even when Aaliyah died, I didn't cry, but I cried when Usher sang um, Gone Too Soon. I was like, oh, yeah, it's it's a wrap. <laughs> I'm like... Like I can't can't hold. I didn't watch that yeah. funeral. Wow, I didn't know that, that uh, Usher had seen. I remember Michael having that like all gold casket that yeah, they were. Yeah, that shit was fire. Yeah, was 
fitting. But yeah. I think he had multiple funerals, didn't he? Because uh, yeah. I know he had – I think he had his funeral at the Staples Center. Yeah, yeah he had his funeral and, at the Staples yeah. Center. Yep. He was also from Gary, Indiana, so I'm sure he had something more intimate for family. But, right. no, man, like – that I think of when Prince passed away, how they were changing like the lights to purple in different yeah. cities. Um, that was actually dope in, in Minneapolis. That was, really cool. that was really, and then they had the the Timberwolves the had those jerseys yeah. too, the the purple rain jerseys the Timberwolves yeah. had. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, no. Shout out to Daniel Dumas real quick because I was at his grad party when uh, Michael passed, but like it wasn't really sad because like everybody just started turning on his hits and just started singing. So it was more like a celebration, like there in the moment. It was actually really cool. It was at, uh, I think it was at Dodge park or something like that. I'll never forget that. But I, I just remember like when he passed, everyone was sad, but they, like I said, they just started playing his hits and it went on for like hours. Like just thinking of all the songs he's had over the years. And to your point, Gerard, like you said, we never, when he passed, or I'm sorry, when we were growing up, Michael was kind of like done with hits at that point, right, like yeah. cranking out hits. So we just got like everything that came out before, but it all sounded fresh then. That was the great thing about it. It sounded, it's ageless music. And if you can make that, you're, you'll are you live on forever. Right. Who was it, B? Weren't we talking on here before people said Billie Jean was like overrated or something? Well, didn't somebody say that? Or... Said it yeah, he was arguing. He was like arguing that. with uh, remember he was arguing in his group chat about that's what it was. Mike yeah. and somebody said somebody, yeah, Jean someone said Billy Jean isn't a hit. I'm like, are you kidding me? Uh, was like, it Blair? It was mine. Blair. It was Blair. Blair, Blair, my dog. But come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of ignorance when it comes to Michael Jackson. And I, know. I remember how heated that conversation got. So I, I try not to discuss because mm. it was the R. Kelly versus Michael Jackson debate, and it, it got ugly. <laughs> Got ugly. Moral oh, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Yeah. R. Kelly yeah. versus Mike. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. Oh. So, but yeah, no, that was uh I like how we got to this by discussing the rock and roll hall of fame. That was really cool. Hey. Um not gonna lie, Gerard, I don't I don't uh envy you having to go to Cleveland. Not gonna oh lie. no, I hate I hate Ohio. <laughs> I hate I hate Cleveland's Ohio cool with everything city, I love. Though. I'm not gonna lie. Nah, Cleveland's yeah. a real you cool know, city. What define cool, you know. Yeah, you know what I'm I mean, <laughs> they got a casino in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's cool. Go through all of Ohio. Can't say, you know, can't say there's anything that out. Cool, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> like, I've driven I've driven through Cincinnati, and at night, that city is really cool just driving through because it's all lit up in Bengals colors, especially when they were doing well. When I went, it was like the whole city was orange. It was pretty cool to see. Driving through Cincinnati is weird, bro, because you got to, like, the way you get back to Michigan, you have to drive through the city. Like, Mm -hmm. because their their freeway goes through the city. So, I think that's that's cool if you want to, I mean. A ton of bridges for some reason. Yeah, and then it's bridges (laughs) every, yeah, I'm, fuck. (laughs) You know what, too? It's like Cincinnati's at, like, the bottom of the state, and that's when you start getting into, like, mountain territory. So, it starts getting real sketch, like, when you get out of the city. Yep, when I drove to Tennessee, you got to go through Cincinnati. Yep, so. exactly. <laughs> it's a cool city to so. drive by, I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so yeah, so check out check out The Greatest Night in Pop. It's really dope, um especially if you like music mm-hmm. docs. It's a really go- dope doc. Uh, you know, you'll if you're a youngin, you'll you'll understand why Lionel Richie is the man he is. 
you'll get the late Quincy Jones, you know what I'm mm. saying? Like late, late um, life Quincy Jones, but Quincy Jones is already a beast before he even got to that point. So you'll just right. see why he, he's such an amazing producer is because he can wrangle personalities. Like, and then, like, and just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just say, I'm trying to. <laughs> He's trying to catch up because I'm trying to get on my Bob Dylan and just smoke weed every day, yeah. stone face everything. And you know, you know, know what I do. There, you man. know what I do respect though, Drew. <laughs> huh? Bob Dylan went with the shits, but they respected the fuck out of him. They respected enough, and, yeah, because he was and that's, different for the times. Yeah, and that's and that's what I respected. Like they, he was being difficult as fuck, but they was like <laughs> we, but we, they was like we need him. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I don't care how he acts, we need him. Like. Cause he yeah. was acting like a grumpy old man. I tell you, boy, like bro. he didn't want to do nothing, bro. Like, Just started mumbling and, every and, time. Yeah, and Stevie Wonder was a uh, annoying as fuck too, cause he kept trying to change shit. And they already told him we the song is written. Like stop, <laughs> like, 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 stop it. <laughs> like, so, yeah, but watch it. It's 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 good TV, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but what y'all got going on? Uh, I wanted to mention also quickly, we mentioned um, the passing of Michael Jackson. I wanted to mention R.I.P. to Carl Weathers. Oh, uh, yeah. I just Apollo saw Creed. that. Um, mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I didn't realize that that was also Chubbs from uh, Happy Gilmore. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you took uh, his hand. Chubbs. You took his hand. Yeah. Talented <laughs> actor. Um yeah, passed away today at the age of 76. I so just want to recognize him and say RIP. RIP. Yeah, RIP. Uh, question for y'all. Would y'all ever hire a cleaning service for your house? Mm. Yes. AKA, some people call it a maid. Some people call it cleaners. I don't care what you Depends call it. Depends yes. what we got going on. Gerard's already yeah. said yes. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. Drew. I'm just nervous of them going through my shit. That's all I'm worried about. Because I've heard a lot. I'm just saying, I've heard a lot. Well, Mariah's got jewelry and stuff. I don't want them taking that shit. I've heard horror stories of like. No one, Drew, he probably got vintage Playboy somewhere. And he don't want. (laughs) No, that's in my grandpa's house. (laughs) (laughs) My grandpa's got the vintage ones. It's funny you mentioned that, Drew, because I didn't even even think of that. So long, so short. Uh, Yesterday, I actually hired somebody to do a little cleaning for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but fun fact, I was doing a lot of tidying up before this person got to my house. I don't know if this is a black people thing or mm-hmm. what, but it's like, how dirty are you willing to let your, your place be mm. before you have somebody actually do like some type of cleaning? Like, obviously there's dirty as hell. There's dirty as fuck. I wasn't willing to let my house be at, at a certain dirty yeah. level. But... I hate when black people do that. Cause what you hire it's them so for? Funny. Like, it's so funny. Like, that's literally what you hired them for. But it's like, you know, I'm, I'm gonna let it be a little dirty. But I ain't gonna let it be trifling dirty. So I'm just nah. curious. One, which I'll let somebody you know do some cleaning for you guys. And two, um, you know, kind of uh, how comfortable would you be? What would be some of your fears? While she was here yesterday, I didn't, I didn't even think of her like pot, like stealing something. That never crossed my mind. I ain't gonna hold you up. I'm saying, um, you never know. But I don't. I feel like I'm I don't not really touching nothing. Like, if yeah, I hired like, you, I hired you for the convenience. So get to work. Like I'm not doing no. 
But I will yeah. say, so this was an experience that I got to cross off a list. Uh, somebody actually kind of gave me the idea. One thing I will say, though, this person's attention to detail really made me realize, like, I have to step my cleaning game up. This this woman was cleaning, like, the – I have, like uh, – okay, so, for instance – she cleaned the front of my refrigerator, which isn't a big deal, but, like, she was cleaning, like, the cabinets, like, the actual cabinet, like, the front of the cat. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, I'd never, I'd never think to, like, wipe that down with, or, like, it just was second nature to her. She was wiping yeah. down a bunch of, and I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't do all that. Like, it was just so much that she was cleaning. I'm like, yeah, I don't even think. The knobs on, like, my oven, I, I think I do that occasionally, but, like, not every time I clean. Like, you don't realize how much you touch that shit. You know? Dude, you right. don't. So I was like, I feel like it opened my eyes to like, sometimes you need like a different perspective. So to see a person like do like certain measurements of cleaning, it like, it left me inspired. So yeah, it just was a, a, a unique experience I wanted to ask y'all about. But Drew, you bring up a good point. I never would have thought to, I really have shit that I feel like I would be yeah. worried about people stealing. Yeah, so. that's what I was gonna say. I ain't got shit. Was the person mm-hmm. Polish? Polish? No. Yeah. She okay. Was, she, was, she was young. Uh, actually, she was black too. It's so funny you mentioned that because a podcast I was listening to this morning, the first thing they talked about was the cleaning service, and the guy said he's had three different services, and every single one of them have been Polish people. So that's why I ask. Where they hmm. from? Uh, he lives in Virginia. Like right oh. outside of DC area. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a mm. lot of Polish over there. Yeah. But yeah. and then the other lives in Philly. Hmm. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. No. He was not Polish. So. All right. Yeah. <laughs> was she fine? My intrusive thoughts is about to win. My intrusive <laughs> thoughts is about to win. What she I'll, look like? That was yeah, just. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I was trying to be respectful. <laughs> I was actually gonna. I was actually gonna tell people to check out our last episode because there's a certain topic that I feel like. That's what I was alluding to. I was trying to get that's back right. I, I was going. I was going to let Drew get to that because that's what I was about to like. No. So, yeah, um, <laughs> I gotta post that clip. By the way, shout out to Bones for doing that. Uh, I feel like one. there's no way I can answer this without like, um, she was fire, huh? <coughs> Jada. <laughs> She she was she, I mean she was just you know uh black like there was nothing that would have led to those situations that you see in those videos I say that <laughs> um, I that That's fair. but the whole time um, I'm like oh my god this is this is really playing out like how those videos that's all I can think about it's so funny she didn't get stuck in the dryer or anything didn't get stuck in the dryer. <laughs> Um, Y'all are dirty. you know, didn't didn't ask if she'd be more comfortable. Oh my! You know, certain yeah. attire. Yeah, there's none of that. Oh, I just, give you a twenty, you could take off your top and clean one of those. I will say, I like I like complimented her a few times because like she legit just cleaned, but like didn't listen to any music. Oh, like shit. I was telling her, like I really need to get in the zone when I clean. Like I need to listen to music. Like. We mm-hmm. all grew up. I mean, when oh, your parents yeah. threw on certain music on a Saturday yeah. morning, my mom would throw on Mahalia Jackson. When you hear that Mahalia Jackson playing, which is old school, uh, super old school. Yeah. Um, uh, gospel. Yeah. John, gospel. Yeah. You knew, like, 
It wasn't gonna be no playing outside. It wasn't gonna be no going. You was cleaning that uh, day, y'all was doing so some you heavy duty cleaning that day. Yeah, <laughs> you cleaning. So I just thought of that, dude. She didn't. She didn't. She just was like in a zone, man. Like straight up, just like knocking stuff out and going about her way. So damn, it was. You had a it was, grinder. It sounds like literally had a grinder, <laughs> Drew. So yeah, uh, nothing inappropriate happened. No? No. I paid up front. Um. Yeah, I was I was satisfied. Nice. Very satisfied. I'd consider it. I'll give you that answer. I'd consider it. But I personally enjoy cleaning my own place and like you said, I listen to podcasts, I listen to music, and I just go about it room to room. I enjoy cleaning, but sometimes it's just certain shit I just don't want to do. The shower, like, like you said, the shower and tub, fuck no. I hate Drew, it. Yeah. That <laughs> literally that's what I was listen, like, hey. Back in the day so- at my mom's I didn't mind. Lately at my own house, getting on my hands and knees, it hurts. It's nah, not, that's it's true. not easy. That shit is dumb. I wish it was an easier way to do it, but Man, yeah. Man. I hate that shit. I take so many showers too, and I just, I'm like, dude, I don't That's know. why you like, texted me yesterday. Okay, I thought you cleaned your own your own tub when you texted oh, no. me. You're like, yeah, I'm about to do some edibles, hop in the tub. I, I will. There was one tub that I hadn't used since I had Bardo, because the last, last time I used it, I gave him a bath. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to just clean it, but I just never got around to clean it. So that was one thing I had her do. And yeah, I'm I'm fully prepared. I didn't actually take a bath yesterday. I was way too tired, man. Happens, so man. I think today's gonna <laughs> be the day. But long story short, if you've ever thought about it, it worked out for me. Some people have had, you know, horror stories. I didn't have any of that. So yeah, ten out of ten recommend. Okay. Awesome. And on that note, we'll transition into Did You Know? Do you know where you're going to? Did you know Drake is now the first artist ever to spend 500 weeks on the Billboard Artist 100? I don't even need to say anything about my go anymore. I'm just gonna move on to the next fact. He just happens to find a Drake a Drake note every week. Like just, they pull him out like Brown stats <laughs> and Brady stats. <laughs> You know what, like Drew did earlier when you we were talking about being on time, I'm just going to ignore that. <laughs> is expected to move around 230,000 RIAA units during the first week of release. Wow. Her biggest debut since WAP, which sold 970,000, which is crazy to think about. But look, Meg should got the game. I don't give a fuck who you are. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody has an opinion on it. Uh, shout out to Meg. Yeah, let's talk game. about Nikki's too. Yo, shout out was, to Meg. I don't know if that. this... Yeah, we're going to get to that, too. But shout out to Meg. I don't know if this is in your notes, but she just signed a new deal. She um she got her own label now called Hot Girl Productions. It's going to be distributed through Warner Music Group. She gets to keep her master's and her publishing. So, wow, that's excellent. Yeah. She's also about to go on tour. Which yes. I'm yep. sure it would be amazing. Uh, but, no, I did not have that. So, thank you, Gerard. Um, 21 Savages' American Dream has now been the most streamed album every day for three consecutive weeks. Wow. Uh, for all genres. So I just wanted to shout out 21 Savage. Wow. Man, that's, huge. that's an impressive stat. Very impressive. Uh, seven years ago today, exactly, Young Dolph releases mixtape Gelato. That shit is fire. If you've never listened to it, definitely check it out. Hard beats. I mean, if you've never che- if you've never listened to Young Dolph Project, that's probably a good one to start with. Uh, Brat Fact, Travis Scott's Astro World, which I cannot apparently not mention for the last few weeks. Has more streams than every solo future song, every J. Cole feature combined, Damn. every Young Thug album Jesus. combined, 
the last four Kanye West albums combined. Wow. Absolutely massive Damn. album. And Drew, I won't, I won't lie, I was listening to it uh, yesterday, actually. I cannot believe you didn't like that album, man. I, that I, no, is, I, it's not it's, that I don't like it. It's the pacing I didn't like. There's hits on it. So trust fire, me. Dude. It's, like, it's, it's full of hits. I agree. I ain't you know even listen. I'm going to challenge myself and go back because it's been three, four years since I've heard it. I'll challenge, I'll listen to it in full this week and get my review now. I'm curious if you feel the same way about the pacing. But, like, mm-hmm. I didn't even look at, listen to Sicko Mode the other day. Like, I listened to uh, Wake Up, which I think is a very timeless record. Uh, Yosemite is a great song. That is. Uh, Butterfly Effect, Coffee Bean, like, it's smooth song. This album has everything you want. Smooth, slow songs. Uh, you know great. what, too? I may actually think different uh, because it has been four years. And since then, like you said, three, four more singles have become like huge hits off of it. Like uh, Can't Say is one of my favorites. You can't say me not yep. at all. Smoke yep. That song's a bop. Like, yeah. So I might I might feel different. I didn't even know that was uh, Don Tolliver. Yeah. Yep. I don't think I was familiar with him when this album first dropped. He, like he released like a little EP or something with uh, it was with Don Tolliver, uh, what's Pop Smoke, uh, the Jack Boys, aren't they? Isn't that their name, Gerard? Yeah, it yep. was called like the Jack Boys or something. It was like yeah. a seven track EP. It was with all of them on. That was a really yep. good. Project. It was with Don Tolliver. It was with Quavo. It was with um, Pop Smoke. Pop too. Smoke. Yeah. Yep. Oh, said the group chat. I would love to listen to that. I'll Don send Tolliver. it to you right now. It's like a it's it's actually a really cohesive EP project with all of them. Um, They're meshing really well. What's on that? It. What's that song? Uh, it was like my chick love Coco. Slow down, baby. I forgot. Uh, my chick love. So yeah, the Jack uh, Boys, Travis Scott, Quavo, Offset, Young Thug, Don Tolliver, Pop Smoke are all on it. I'll send it right now, B. Yeah, yeah I don't know the name of that one, Gerard. I'm about to look it up because I can't. Gotti, Gotti, Gotti. Yeah, that track got it. Yep, the last pop track with Pop yep. Smoke. Yep. Yep. You know what, too? That's one of the first tracks I ever really remember from Pop Smoke, too. I'm like, wow, this guy sounds real different and he sounds really good on this. Yeah. It was before his debut came out. Yep. That's dope. Yeah. All right, B. I'll I'll contribute to Astro World stats for next week then. <laughs> yeah. I look forward to you telling us how you feel about it this time around. Justin Timberlake, as we kind of mentioned in our group chat, but for those who don't know, Justin Timberlake and Jay Z both rumored to be back in the lab. Hell yeah. uh, I think we mentioned vaguely like wanting to hear some new Jay Z since 444. Uh, Justin Timberlake, I'm always he wasn't been a even fan, on my so. radar. I'm not gonna lie with JT because that I, Man in the Woods album was terrible. Man in the Woods was awful. Yeah, man. they couldn't even sell it at Best Buy and record stores. Yeah. <laughs> they bought That's too many crazy. copies. But yeah, I, I'm trying to think. Shit. When's the last time JT like really dropped some heat? The twenty twenty experience. 2020. That was a really good album. Yeah, yeah that was very really good. Yeah. Part Man. two was ass of that though. Part one was amazing. Part part one was amazing. Part two was okay. Part one was part one was a ten to me. That was perfect. Let's get into it. Twenty twenty experience. And you know what too I respect about JT, and he's been doing this since he came out. All of his songs are like six, seven minute tracks. They're yep. really long songs. They and are. that like it was a 10-track album, and it was, like, a full hour long, if not longer. Bro, What's Your Love, Girl, Strawberry Bubblegum, Spaceship Coop. Hop into my spaceship, spaceship Coop. Hop into my spaceship Coop. There's only room for two. Spaceship Coop. There's only room for two. 
I love that song. Man, that's my shit. No, I'm ready for some JT. That's a song you play in the summer with the windows down. Man, got you a fine woman in the driver. I'm running in the passenger seat, boy. Suit and Tie was the lead single off of it. It was. And Suit and Tie is like a seven-minute song. They just uh, dumb it down for the radio. Man, no, I'm ready for the JT. New JT, yeah. I just hope it's not. Did you listen to Man in the Woods? I did not. Don't. (laughs) <laughs> You're gonna. <laughs> he getting produced by Timberland again, so it's gonna be closer to 2020. He also sold his masters, I believe. Yeah, but or something like he that. He did. He's he sold away his. Yeah, sold some of his uh publishing for a, a large sum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but a lot of yeah. money. Because <laughs> after a while, like Lupe posed this question before, like he was talking to um somebody, one of the record execs at Def Jam, and he was like, you know, he won his masters, and they was like. What you going to do with it? And he said he took offense to it. Like, what you mean? Like, he was like, no. Like, what are you going to do with it? Like, I'm going to give you the masters and then what? He was like, well, I mean, you know, Jay, Jay and them said that, you know, if you got your masters, it was like, no, you have to do something with it. You can't just sit on top of the recordings. Like, you got to have a plan. That's a fair question. Like, you got to have a plan for it. And that's when Lupe was like, oh, damn. Like, okay, now that makes mm. sense. And so a lot of these artists, they're not they're not going to sign into licensing agreements. They're not going to uh, make capsules and stuff like that. So what are you holding your masters for? You might as well just sell part of your publishing, get some money for it. And if you feel like you're still going to be a recording mm-hmm. artist, just record more music. You're going to continue to make money off of it because you still own your publishing for your future recordings, just not the past ones. So, yeah. So I don't, I don't mind these artists selling their publishing because they know, I mean, they know that they're not going to do nothing with it. Like, and you just allow these yeah. people that's buying it, which is um, basically a licensing uh, house, to use the music for whatever they're gonna use it for. So. What did Lupe say about that? No, I, like, like he just after yeah, he just said that like it made more sense, and so it made him like mm. not only because he owns his masters now, um, not only did he own his masters, like he's gonna develop a plan. So like if if he want to give his um. Uh. If he wants to sign a license agreement, his music appear on soundtracks or and and movie score and scores to music um, movies or video games or something like that, then mm. then he can sign off on it. But other than that, if you just sitting on top of the music, those opportunities just not gonna come to you. Like no one like so you have yeah. to do something that with makes it. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, on the podcast I was listening to, be uh, it's called Knockback, by the way. It's just like a retro, like video game, music, movie podcast. But um, mm. they were talking about they were like, if you were an artist right now, you should be trying to sell everything you can to be in GTA Six. Because think of how think of the longevity of GTA mm. Five, and now yeah. in GTA Six, they're rumored to have like a Joe Rogan podcast wow. in there as well. So like, pod- that's yeah. funny. So, that that makes said, sense. Yeah. Yeah, so they they were like, dude, to be a smart move to to like sell yourself, like try and get in this game because you know it's gonna last for at least fifteen years and keep updating. And at the same time, if you get your podcast in there, you can release new episodes in there yeah, over time. That's true. That'd be nuts. Yeah, that, GTA Six is gonna be wild. Yeah, that's fire. Like, that's that's the future of gaming, man. I was talking about with my boy. Uh, shout out to Charles. Um, I was thinking about and talking about with him, like. I'm pretty sure I purchased GTA three different times. Yeah. Because uh, the first time when I beat it, the online mode wasn't out yet. So I the took heist it back. and shit. Yeah. That wasn't out for like a year. Yeah. Like all that drop. But like podcast wasn't hitting like that when Mm-mm. 
when GTA 5 first dropped, so that's a good point. And the people who were just starting then are the ones who are really popular now. Yeah, and then on top of that, like, some of those, they have, like, uh, actual radio segments within right. GTA that they talk about, like, the stupidest shit, and it ends up being funny as fuck. Mm-hmm. But, like, to think, as much time as you do spend in a GTA mission or driving the distance... Shit, you can knock out a few podcast episodes. So Especially in that when you're driving up in those mountains or something. Yeah. Uh, and uh, GTA 4, people don't realize it, but Cat Williams had a full stand-up special in GTA wow. 4. You could go to a comedy club and I watch it. Like, it was like 10 minutes long, too. Yeah, exactly. Like a full actual segment. Like Imagine having that now in GTA 6 as a comedian trying to sell That's your fire. whole hour set. Dude, it's, that's wild. I can't even imagine uh, I could do Dave Chappelle could have his own radio station Man. on there. Like the the possibilities are endless. So it is GTA Six is gonna be wild. I look forward yeah. to that. That's a great point to jump. I'm I'm gonna have to yeah. check out the podcast episode. So Suits has actually set the all time record with over fifty seven billion minutes streamed in twenty twenty three, surpassing The Office. Wow. Want to talk about how Suits was brought back on Netflix? Great show, but you know it, it's. It broke history, so that's, that's something to talk you know. about, B. Because we stopped watching, we got burned out. Really? We uh, we middle of season four, dude. It just became so repetitive. Like every two, three episodes, it was like a story about how Mike's gonna get caught, <laughs> and then Richard's yeah. gonna find yeah. out, and then he's some. Then somehow Harvey saves him, or he saves himself, and then they go and do another story arc at the end of it mike's gonna somehow get caught and found it just got so that's the thing drew the way that you guys watch it being able to power through so many episodes you notice it probably quicker yeah when back when it was like actually on tv and you had to wait those weeks like Mm -hmm. shit well mike got in trouble again shit you had to wait a whole week to see what's gonna happen and so you didn't have that instantaneous like knowing the results and then having it happen again like that makes sense Instead of what it makes you, sense, yeah, you have a yeah. couple hours versus a couple weeks, so I get that. That's <laughs> yeah. a great point, actually. Is it worth finishing? Do you think? I actually had never finished Suits. Oh, um, ah. I think I made it to season five or six, but so one more season than me. <laughs> yeah, so just got I, burned out, or so Suits used to be on Amazon. Actually, I think that's when I first started power, like powering through episodes oh, and stuff. I didn't know that. I can't remember if it got removed or whatnot, but essentially, I don't. I don't think I had access to it like I did at one yeah, point. Yeah, I gotcha. So, but then it was also on TV, mm-hmm. um, USA, I think. Yeah. So, but I'm down to go back and watch it. But it's it's so much you can watch, man. Like, <sighs> yeah. I have a I have a boss. I have a boss that I work with every day that reminds me of Donna from Suits. So, ooh, yeah, so, mm. oh my god, there you here go, y'all babe. go. You have to go work talking about hey, her personality, hey. her personality, uh, hey. yeah. personality, yeah, yeah. 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 personality, <laughs> little, little firecracker. Hey, there, are, hey, there are there's some scenes where you know coworkers do. Let me let me shut up. And she's spicy every episode too. Like her sass, yeah, her personality. I get it. Oh my god. Evan mm, uh, mm, mm, mm. Elementary <laughs> is back Wednesday, 7th, man. I know Drew, you had actually tagged. I saw the trailer. You tagged us that in, and we're all ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I can't wait. I have, 
can't say enough good things about it. So, uh, I feel I'm like that's my only live TV show I have to watch week to week. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then at the if end, if you happen to go like stuff. a week or two without watching it, get to watch three episodes. It's back even better. Back. Yeah. Oh, it's gold. <laughs> it is gold. So yeah. look forward to that. And on that note, unless either of you have surprise nuggets, nope. Let's get into what we've listened to slash watch. Before we go any further, I want everybody to take a few seconds, if you haven't, to please leave us a review, uh, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor. Also, all of our links are in one spot. Uh, shout out to Gerard and Linktree. Uh, we now are on YouTube. So, again, be sure to type in TWO for the two Hip Hop Senseis and the Casual. Uh, and then lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at two Hip Hop Senseis, period A, period Casual. Um, our Instagram names, I'm Weezy underscore taught you drew. I'm sure is at a day, the name, right? Um, so a D a Y D a N a M E. And then Gerard, Mm -hmm. your Instagram is JB since 88 J a Y B S I N C E A eight. Um, again, please, we appreciate all the love and support. So again, Leave us reviews, tag us in posts, um, send us DMs, whatever you want to, you know, whichever way you feel best to communicate with us. We appreciate all the love and support. If you're really loyal and you fuck with the podcast, be sure to tell your friends to tell their friends to listen to us. Check us out. We can be friends. Two senseis in a casual. Let's talk about, so I was listening to the Joe Budden podcast, right? And so they have the original um, beat that Nikki used to diss uh, Megan over. And I'll, I'll admit, the original beat that was produced by Megan's producer, Lil Juju, is fire. And I think it would have been a better beat, and we would have we would have absorbed the disc better had we heard that beat. Like, And then I would have been like, all right, well, all right, Meg, you got to respond. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because it would have been a good disc if, if we would have heard that version. But we didn't hear that version. You know what I'm saying? So so I I suggest Meg not to respond because no, for what? <laughs> like There's also the way Nikki recorded it though, and it sounds like she is on something or good ass bitch. You know, whenever I meet a woman that would fuck her friend's man and let your friend talk about your ex friend, baby on the internet. I know that no. they have a very evil spirit. Um I don't think you want the next installment of this song. No, but listen, like, on the original beat, it's clear. And, like, you know, when she was using those voices, where the beat drops out, it, it makes sense. And, like, you can hear, like, uh, what she said, um, something to, like, um, something about her dad, mama, was basically supposed to be, like, a hook. And, like, you can hear it on the original beat. Like, you were like, oh, okay, like, I see what she's doing. That makes sense. Like, and so we would have we would have listened to that, and we would have been like, oh, okay, that's tough. Like, Meg got to respond. Like, you have to respond. Like, now it's like Meg don't got to respond because the shit that we heard was trash. Like, so it's like. I'm not going to lie, Gerard. I can't picture it on another I beat pr- even. I promise you. I promise you. <laughs> we discussed it a little bit last episode. That's kind of what delayed her releasing the this track. Um, she wanted to release it sooner, but she couldn't get that beat. But I want to hear that beat. I don't know if it's going to change the situation for me, but ultimately I do think it was. No, I don't think it's going to, because your mind is already made up from what you heard first time. 
Like so like which was mine is too, but I can see it from both sides like, oh okay. Had I heard this first, I probably feel a little bit differently. You know what I'm saying? Like, but but because I heard the first one, nothing's gonna change my mind. Nikki got body. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't there's nothing yeah. Is talking about is talking about Meg the Stallion's mom going too far? So I, I think that's been a topic I want. I think discuss, all is but... fair. All is fair in rap beef. So I feel like you can talk about anything you want as long as you willing to deal with the consequences. So hmm. like I don't think nothing crosses the line. Yeah. You willing to deal with the consequences, then say whatever you want. Cause like it's it's shit Nikki uh people can say about Nikki, that Meg can say about Nikki. Like nigga, your daddy dead. Nigga, your your brother's in jail for rape. You got another brother that's on trial for rape. Mm. Your your husband is a se- a sex offender. Y'all got to post your address. Uh, Mariah said too. She's like she's fucking dating a rapist. Yeah, like, like your your husband is a, <laughs> you know? is on the sex offender list. You got to post your address or he gonna go back to jail. Yeah. Like, come on, stop playing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I like <sighs> you. Don't get me wrong. It's definitely deep material, but I don't know. I feel like there's there. I always go back to it, even in the wire. On Sundays, you know, there's a code. You don't, you don't, you know, Sundays was day. You, you just didn't mess with. So then when uh, Omar got shot at when he was with, yeah. I think it was his grandma? Yeah, he was with his grandma. Like, like, even then, that was like, you know, the people that want him dead was like, damn, like, we really did that? Like, we shouldn't have did? That's kind of how I feel when I, it goes after, you know, talking about the deceased. But like you said, shit. We've we've seen rappers talk about fucking baby mamas and the vehicle of said artists. So like, I mean, I get. I just do think there's a line that shouldn't be crossed. But I don't know. I mean, it's already been crossed. So I just I I was curious how you guys felt about that. Mm. But no, Nikki, Nikki uh, let me down. I'll just leave it at yeah. that. Um, <laughs> just the talking at the end of it was super cringy. Yeah. Then no beat and everything, and just. The, when she talks like this, just like I said, it sounded like she was rapping in the closet and her trying to not wake the kid. Uh, I think she was. I'm curious. I think she was high, but because you know that could have been too off that off yep. that booger sugar. <laughs> uh, Gerard, I'm. I want to ask you what I asked in the pod. I want you to elaborate on, or what I asked in the group chat. Uh, do you think this this tarnishes Nikki's legacy? I, I do because we had, like I said, well, I've said several times. I think Nikki is the goat. So I have expectations, mm-hmm. and I think that, like, I know her skill set as a rapper. I was literally at a um, – one of my homegirls had a birthday party, and she had, like, um, a karaoke, and they started singing uh, Itty Bitty Piggy, and it's like, come on, bro. Like, mm. like that's literally, nigga. <laughs> come on, bro. Like, untouchable, you know? It's a bop. Yeah, like, it's a bop, untouchable. Yeah. And that's the Nikki that we know and love, and – you know what I'm saying? That into Monster. You know, like, we know what she's capable of. Yeah. So this is the second battle I've seen her a part of where she dropped the ball. So which tells me, like, yo, you might say all this shit about you a writer and you a true artist and, like, nobody has to do stuff for you. But when niggas, like, test you lyrically, you fold. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the second mm-hmm. time. Remy did it. Megan did it. And if you, if you fuck with Lotto, she going to do it, too. And you, what, what you going to do? Go on the Internet and tweet your life away? Like that's not that's not that's not what rappers do, you know what I'm saying? Like we sat around, um, the Joe Budden podcast was talking about how they they think that this was a jab and Nicki got some harder shit, you know what I'm saying? But they they always reference to Drake and Meek Mill, you know what I'm saying? Like when 
yeah. when Drake dropped um uh what's that shit called? Um he dropped the first Zero to No, nah, it was uh something else. Back oh, no, back. it was uh, back No, to back, back to back yeah. was the second one. It was the uh first disc that he dropped. And it was like everybody was like, I don't know, that ain't it, you know what I'm saying? But Meek never responded to it. He just went tweeting. And then Drake dropped back to back. And they was like, Oh shit, you know, Drake got him the fuck out of here, you know what I'm saying? But I, I would like is to that mention a tour, your girls tour line is what got it. <laughs> yeah, but I would like to mention that when Drake uh battled Pusha T, he dropped a, a jab first. Cause like Pusha T mentioned him, Drake dropped a jab, then Pusha T dropped Story of Adidon and got the fuck and got Drake the fuck up out of here and Drake like was quiet. <laughs> this feels more like that than it does the Meek Mill and Push um and and Drake. So like I'm just disappointed, you know what I'm saying? I think the numbers support Nikki as the go. Like I think her talent is there, but I think anytime she's in a battle because she gets emotional about stuff, anytime she's in a battle, she comes up short. So I don't know, for whatever reason, I cannot think of a Drake first disc record tour Meek, so I'm trying to I, find like, the name I cannot think of it. It's like on the tip of my tongue. I just pause, remember when Meek wasted that Undertaker yeah. beat. Charged up, charged up, charged up, charged up, charged up. Yeah. Dude, it's crazy. Back-to-back blew up so, cra- so crazy, you forget about Charged exactly. Up. Exactly. <laughs> and that beat. Mm. I don't even know if I've heard it, honestly. Nah, charged Up is, is decent. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was, it was a jab. Like, it was to get shit started. Meek never responded. So like when when Drake back when Drake dropped four when Drake dropped back to back, he was like, It's been four the days, where the fuck y'all at? It's like, all right, well right. It's like it's like God damn <laughs> like, like I mean that song made right. the radio too. When this song makes radio sales, it's over. Back to back. Fucking classic. So, and that beat's fire yeah. too. It's a fire beat as well. So yeah, so that's all I'm saying. It's like I, I my expectations of Nikki is higher than, and like, I I hear a lot of people who look at Nikki as as the way that I do feel like Nikki is punching down when she's dissing Meg, and I don't think that's like I don't agree with that. I don't think she's punching down. Mm-hmm. I think Meg putting up numbers too. I think Meg can wrap her ass off too. Yes, Meg is younger and she ain't got the skin in the game as much as Nikki do. But you'll get your ass whooped if you look at any opponent, whether that's in boxing, whether that's in basketball or anywhere. If you look at somebody and feel like you punching down, you're going to get knocked the fuck out. So I would, ne- I would never do that. And Nikki shouldn't have either. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're going, like you feel like you're going to battle. Get them the fuck out of here. Did you did y'all think Jay Z thought that Mob Deep was punching down? Like, no. Like, hey, like, I'm gonna get you both of you no, niggas the fuck out of here. Right. <laughs> like at the same he time. Got deep and, <laughs> he got Mob Deep and Tupac got Mob Deep back in the day. Like Mob Deep never did no, anything bad. No, right. <laughs> like no, I don't I, you you should never go into Speaking of beef, yeah. do you think this Eminem and Benzino beef will ever end? No. I don't, it's 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 corny. It's corny at this as fuck. Yeah. Like, and and Benzino think he won in the early two thousands. Ben, Benzino think he's he won a beef. Did you hear his diss song? Yeah, and the set you saw the second one. It's so like, corny. Bro, like, man. Come on, dog. Yes, it, he sounds awful on a track. Like it sounds like he's reading his raps as he's going along. Yeah. Like weak as hell, man. All because he gave. He didn't give M five mics on the source. That's all. Yeah, that's all. What this, this is, is about. Yeah. From. 
<laughs> That's all That's this all is this from. About. And then uh, I'll applaud Coyle Ray. She took a high road with her tweets. She was like, I was never asking for an Eminem feature. I'm not in this beef. Don't put me in it, you know. So I'm just going to continue to keep my head high and keep making my music. I was like, I respect Shout out it. to Icewear Vezo for being a stand-up dude. Like, nah, I ain't got yes. shit to do with this yes. dog, and I'm never going against my city. So... Right. Fuck out of here with that him. was a weird yeah. shot from Benzino to include him yeah. in that. Like, I feel like he just picked anybody in the city yeah. and picked Vezo. But you know, it's, it's... And then he mentioned Proof the other day. He said they asked if, uh, how'd they ask it? They were like, is Eminem a shooter or something like that? And he was like, he didn't circle around the block for yeah. Proof to find the shooter. That, I'm like, oh, yeah. God. Yeah, like, that was, that was a, in the diss song. And it's like, yeah. first of all, like, Proof been dead for a long time, my guy. I don't know. Long I don't time. know why. <laughs> that, like, and that was for some crazy yeah, military. Yeah, I don't that, understand. Like at a, a night of drinking, where anger got out yeah. of control. Like that's all. I don't it was. understand where you was going from with that. Both of y'all is fifty years old, and none of y'all is gonna do nothing. <laughs> Benzino, your own nephew shot no. you, dog. Like so, I don't, I don't really understand. Like, <laughs> like what, what you was trying to say? Like, did you go back and get your nephew after he shot you? Like. No, like so. Man. That's all. Like these rappers just be saying shit. Just like, <laughs> shut up. Just to be, just saying, to be it. saying it, right? Like, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah. So, oh. but yeah. As far as actually listening to stuff, be I just what we've talked about, and then the the topic we'll get into. In a yeah, I listen to the. No, I listen to the new Ice Wear Vezo album. So, gotcha. I haven't listened to the albums, but I did listen to a few singles. So I listened to, fuck, what what was that? It was a Larry June song that came on that I started a, a radio station on Apple from because I was kind of liking that vibe. Uh, so there's a few songs that I added, so I will get into that. <laughs> uh, so one song was Payroll Giovanni and Cardo, uh, Fives and Sixes. Yep. It's a really good Fire. song yep. off Big Boss in Volume yep. 2. Um, thank you, Gerard. <laughs> Uh, another song was Escape Plan slash Mafia by Travis Scott. Um, oh, yeah. Out. Those were those were like a mini EP he made a couple years ago. Those were really good. Yeah, that song is really good. In My Pockets by Larry June. And somehow I never heard this project, but Spaceships on the Blade. I'm, I'm a huge Larry June fan, but I never heard of this project. I haven't either. This shit is like, let me see. It came out in 2022, but it's 20 songs and 54 minutes, so... I'm going to save that and listen to it. It's got Two Chains on it, Sid, uh, Currency, Babyface Rave. So I'm going to check it out and let y'all know what I think. But Okay. Uh, the other songs were oh, Primo I Rice. I listen to it. Damn, you I don't remember it? it, though. Dude, I, I need to I recognize that album cover. Yeah. No, when you when you when you catching up, Drew, listening to Larry June is just perfect. It's right up there with Liz, man. Good it smoking just, music. Oh, to yeah. put you in your element. But <laughs> I want you guys to check out, I'm going to post it in our group chat, the Primo Rice I mentioned to you guys has a mm-hmm. song called A Night at the Chacho. Uh, I'll send it to you guys, and y'all let me know what y'all think. But never heard this dude before. I didn't know if maybe I was just, mm-hmm. you know, lacking with, with all the new youngsters in the game now. But no, you stumped us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to post it in the chat. Y'all can check it out when y'all want, and then y'all can let me know what y'all think. Uh, the last song that I checked out was... Sunday's Best by Chap D, um, two-minute song, dropped in 2022, and it's got a sample in the background, so I'll post that one in our chat as well. Y'all can let me know what y'all think, but 
those are the tunes that I enjoyed from the previous week. B, I cannot recommend enough after three listens to Benny's album now. I think you will absolutely love it. I think you'll it. like it, too. I'm down. Post it I think you'll like yeah. it. Also, JT from the um, City Girls, she got a solo record out. It's called Sideways. It's fire. JT is... I'll check it out. Yeah, she called. Post it in the chat. Do. So we got a lot of We got a nice little playlist going in here right now. Yeah, no, I like it. That's all the music I listen to. So, uh, I know y'all, Drew or Gerard, you had hinted at a discussion you wanted to have. Oh, <laughs> so Drew, um, mm. uh, Chance the Rapper it said he was going to go out on tour with a B size tour. My question to you, <laughs> my question to you is what what the fuck he gonna play? <laughs> like Nick, what b-sides he gonna Nick's play tape. yeah uh nana <laughs> the action bronson dude what a disappointment he's been as far as like an artist goes like he was at could do no wrong as an artist like he had the golden key to do whatever and then he dropped that album and everybody turned on him with this i've never seen it before in music like that where he was he was performing at bonnaroo or something recently and he had like you know, twenty five people in the crowd. You no, know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a peel back a little bit. I think there's some records off of Acid Rap and Coloring Book that weren't big records that he could probably mm-hmm. pay in concert. And I think that oh, those sure. who was following yeah. him beforehand would would still know the words to, which essentially will be B sides. So I give him that. If you were a fan, you listened to the shit out of those two projects. Yeah, you know, like those were. Amazing but, project. So I'm oh, saying after coloring so book though, I'm not sure what you're gonna do. Off of that best day was it best day ever? Yeah, best day ever. There's some songs I actually liked on it, but overall, dude, it was like it was like he tried to go mainstream or something and appeal to a completely different group of audience that didn't get him. But there, a B side you know? a B side is only for your core fans. So if he like you know, exactly, Jay Z's yeah. B side was a one off. Like they did it in New York, he did what even though it was fucking fire. Like it was a one off. He did it in New York. Everybody mm-hmm. was there, and he recorded. You know, he did it that one time. Chance could do it in Chicago. All his friends could come. Could. You know, Vic Mensa, oh, the big day. It's called. You know, Chief Keef. Uh, all of them could come for that one day. They do that concert, you know, posse tracks that he may have mm-hmm. or whatever. It, it could be, it could be something. But I was just thinking, like, I'm not off off the top of my head. I can't, can't. He just doesn't have the catalog compared to Jay Z. Like Jay Z's B sides are better yeah. than all of Chance's. A lot of them are better than Chance's like singles. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that just shows. I mean, that's just a question Big I Fish wanted to pose. Is a good song with Gucci. Yeah. That's a really good song off that album. Uh. The big day with Francis and the Machine, like he he got Francis and the Machine, he got Death Cab for Cutie, which were like that two thousand eight alternative rock I was talking about yeah. last week. Like that's not his lane, and he I don't know why he tried to appeal to a completely different group of people. I mean, he could album. play that new Apple commercial song. That shit fire. <laughs> that's sad. Yeah. That's playing commercial <laughs> jingles in a concert. Come on now. We were in That's a good question, though. But yeah, the Coloring Book was the first project I think I've mentioned of Chance the Rappers I listened to in full. I really enjoyed it. 
Uh, just looking at some of the songs, Same Drugs mm-hmm. was a really good song. Juke Jam with Justin yep. Bieber, Bieber Belly yes, was a really good song. Smoke Break with Future was Smoke a good song. Mixtape I I'll, loved. with the That's I'll one of my break. favorite Yachty verses is on mixtape. Yep, How Great featuring Jay Electronica. That's my favorite song. Yep. Uh, How Great. Yep. I mean, shit, No Problem blew up like none other off of that Yeah, project. I consider that a single from that one. But it was a yeah. mixtape that won a Grammy. It was. Like, Dude, it was really good. Mm-hmm. So I still haven't listened to Acid Rap. I think I'm going to try to go check that out one That's of these days. That's a treat. Days. You will love that. But, no, Coloring Book is really good. So if he performed that, I'd be a fan. I would, I would go see a concert of his if he did Acid Rap front to back. I'd see that because that, that project to me is flawless. Acid Rap front is good, but I would album. probably more likely go to a concert if he did Coloring Book front to back. It's like that's more musical too. Yeah. So yeah, I get that. But, he could have like an orchestra with that. Oh yeah. But yeah, I just want to post that question. People are going to his concerts anymore. <laughs> that was a great question. Bro. I wonder if he's ever going to release any more music, or if he's just if people completely shunned him away. You know. I don't know. I think he. It. I think he would. I don't think. I think people will still be willing to listen to. I him. would. I give him but you know, chance. Kanye, Kanye stole his thunder. You know what I'm saying? So once yeah. you once you give people <laughs> those ideas, like that's man, mm-hmm. Kanye is a wild boy. <laughs> like, he could do his verse from Life of Pablo that that first track on there, it's Ultra Light Beam. Yeah, Chance had a really good that verse. On that verse track. Yeah, I, he mm-hmm. arguably had the best verse on there. Like so, he, he did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good question. So, I mean, we can uh, get into what we came here for. Let's do it. It's been a great, great week uh, researching and going back to all these projects. It took me down memory lane, I'm not going to lie, from middle school and high school. And without further ado, it's our top five best albums that came out of Detroit. So, Do you want to (laughs) start? Yeah. Um, So, I just went with my favorites because it's really hard to – do it top is. five so i would do my favorite five albums from detroit so um we can go five to one or how you want to do it let's do five to one yeah b do you have anything for this section no or any tracks you love that have came out like detroit records over the years oh uh, we talked about big sean albums before uh honestly i'm really just now getting into detroit music for a while i found it at extremely annoying mm-hmm. um, so now i'm like able to listen to it and appreciate it the way that i want to but no um i was telling y'all like when it comes to the amount of detroit albums like i don't even think i would do it justice trying to make a top five without having the expanded uh listening that y'all got so <laughs> no, this is definitely y'all baby i think real quick gerard we should shout out a few singles real quick i wanted to just highlight some anthems from back then uh, I'm a cheddar boy, baby, that's for sure. That song was everywhere as a kid. I remember, I think we were in fourth or fifth grade when that song came out, B. Like, way too young to be listening to that kind of vulgar rap, but that yeah. song was fire. And it was all over. I remember it just being everywhere on uh, WJLB. They'd play it nonstop on there. Just an anthem that. from the city. Uh, what was it? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> it was it was 
throw you in a lake about 35 deep. <laughs> I can't remember can't remember exact lyrics. Jerez used to play the shit out of that song. That's the, that's the <laughs> line I'll never forget. Uh, shit. If we're talking about singles, what was it? Uh, Would you boss up and get this money? <laughs> Would you boss up and get this money? That's a good one. Uh, is it Kato, my hood? Yeah, yep, yep, who, yep. Who came over with the song? yep. KDZ, yeah. my hood, man. That's a banger. Uh, we already discussed Blaze, Blade Icewood, plenty of episodes. So, yeah, I just want to hear, I want to hear y'all top fives, man. And one more single real quick. I want to shout out Tone Tone for what up, though. <laughs> so, when I was, my senior year in high school, he came and performed at our, our pet rally before the game, so. Yeah, that was that was fire. Tone Tone, he performed. What up, though? Oh shit, that's oh, dope. Yeah. Well, how hype was it? It was hype as Tone Tone and Yeah, it was hype as hell. <laughs> um, so I, I got a couple of records that y'all um that I listened to. So it's a, a record Fubu. Um, I don't know. Back in the day, yet I don't know if y'all remember, but they used to release promotional albums. So Fubu released the album. And a rapper from Detroit, his name was uh, The Drunken Master. He had a, a record called 50 Niggas Deep with Lola Damone. I don't know. Like, I would have to send, I'll send it to y'all in the chat. But that was like, it was fire in Detroit. So that was one <laughs> of them. Um, what happened? Uh, so uh, Summer Anthem from Detroit by um, the um, by uh, Doughboy's Cash Out. Good ass day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When, once yes. summer hitting in Detroit. You play good ass day, and you go in any <laughs> neighborhood, west or east, and you gonna hear that bitch banging. So good ass day. Um, go and, go ride around Belle Isle. Yeah, you for <laughs> sure gotta ride around Belle Isle and play as good ass day. Like, uh, what else? What's another record that I thought about? Um, well, that's well, that's that could be it right now. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're getting our top five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you go ahead, start lead it up. So num- my number five it will be Team Eastside. On their album, Welcome to Our Side. My favorite records from that album was um, the first track off that album, which is You Don't Work, You Don't Eat. My second favorite record from that song was a track called Hustle. So I'm like, um, I played Hustle when they had uh, Team Eastside versus Doughboy's Cash Out when um, uh, Doug had his concert. And I was rapping Team Eastside, like so. Us uh, hustle it was like you know you got to come to the Eastside to get the money. So, like that's what um one of my favorite records. So that's my number five. I like that. Uh, my number five is a former member of Slum Village, Elzai, and his album was The Preface, which came out in '08. Phenomenal, yeah. Phenomenal, album. beautiful album that I feel like nobody ever heard. It's wordplay at its best. It's punchlines at its best. It's production at its best. He's got um, uh, a young Danny Brown on there. Royce is on Motown 25, which Royce bodied that track. Um, I loved Black Milk growing up, like in high school in that time. And a great producer from Detroit. Uh, Guilty Simpsons on it. Just a phenomenal album and really good sounding for the times. Yep. Love that. Love that album. That was a good choice. Um I got a uh, Elzai record too, but uh, it's not my number four. My number four is "Rerun the City" by Dubois Cash Out. Um, okay, you know, saying got bossed the fuck up on there. Um, I believe this was the album that they signed to Jeezy. 
I don't know. Mm. No, Bylug was when they Their signed first one on Bi- CTE. Yeah. Yeah, one of them. I, I think that's the first time they, they signed a Jeezy. It could have been. Um, no, actually, the album I want is Free Rock. Yeah, so Free Rock is Boss Your Life Up. Yeah, and um, Bitch Be a Bitch, Full Life. You know what I'm saying? That This was, I, I guess, like one of the bigger records from Doughboy's Cash Out, Free Rock. We'll keep it going. Mine also had another anthem for the city, Stretch Money, It Takes Money to Make Money, mm-hmm. which – the whole album was fire though. And like for the time, I think he was one of the best at punchlines. He was. And this is his best album to me too. He didn't really do too much after that, but the it takes money to make money. You could play that too on a nice yes, dandy train. Everybody will love it. Another anthem for the city. Yeah. Stretch money to make you understand that. It takes money to make money. I can't let it get away. That that's actually my number two, but my number three okay. is Slum Village, uh, Fantastic Volume Two. So Ooh. yeah, so yeah, so that's that's one of my favorite Slum Village albums. Um, and that's the one where the, uh, Dilla was still a part of the group. So like yeah, mm. Fantastic Volume Two, um, is my number three. There's a speaking of Dilla, there's a new documentary I saw on Paramount. I think that's about Dilla and like all the artists that worked with him back in the day. And I need to check that out. I can't remember the name of it right now, but they've been airing it. He like worked crazy. with so many people, bro. Like it's so incredible. many. And, and they used the to come on the like East side and sleeping on his couch and shit. They used to come on <laughs> like, the East side and come to that basement. You know what I'm saying? And like a, like a real, uh, like the real Detroit player he was, he would take everybody to the strip club around the corner because that's what you do. Hospitality. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> treat people treat yourself right yeah dilla dilla's still a legend yes. man uh i so i got a shout out my number three blade icewood because it takes me back to ninth grade freshman year i played the living piss uh out of the stack master album everybody loved blood sweat and tears which was his more famous record stack master i feel like had the bigger hits on it it had boss but get this money it had uh, uh, Ride Out, which was another huge song. Like, Blade was huge back in the day. And if we want to talk about punchlines, I think Blade was top tier. I think Blade showed people there's a different way to rap in the city and changed the way, single-handedly changed the way, like, Detroit records sound. I agree. Yeah, Blade was the Great Lakes ruler. He was one of the best. Um, my number was. My number two was Stretch Money. It takes money to make money. The reason why this is so love it means so much to me is because Stretch stayed around the corner from me when I was growing up. Oh, really? And he was the first, yeah, he was the first rapper that you can like touch. You know what I'm saying? Like when you hear his music on the radio and he's still around the neighborhood and stuff like that, you can see him and you know what I'm saying? A lot of rappers be like, oh, they come through the neighborhood, they throwing money and stuff like that. Stretch remained a regular humble dude. And like, you know, like I appreciate him to the de- to this day like if i ever see him i ain't ran into him in a long time but if i ever see him you know it's always love so because he showed love to everybody in the neighborhood you know like especially dudes that grew up on the east side like you know like so and like he was a real rapper like he wasn't just like talking his music sounded so pure yeah. back then too he sounded really mature for the time for the time yeah and like he was a real rapper he wasn't just talking about stunting on you and stuff like that like he had bars like he like like metaphors and stuff like that like and i think like 
at the time I'm growing up listening to Jay Z and stuff like that. Like I want to hear like that type of braggadocio rap, and Stretch did that for me. So like it takes money to make money was one of the first albums that I listened to. I was like, okay, this reminds me of what I'm listening to on the East Coast, but it's here at home, and I know what he's talking about because we we grew up around the same stuff. So I know what he's talking about. Well so, said. Yeah. So that's my number two. Uh, I want to shed a little more light on that album too. The production is phenomenal. Yeah. And when I was going back and picking out my top five, I knew that one was in my top five. I was worried that some of these were going to sound dated and a little uh, fuzzy with like the production. I think out of all the albums, I mean, besides my number one, we'll get to in a few. I think that Stretch Money album, for the production that was on, it still sounds like it could come out today and be a brand new record. Um Front to back, I don't know who produced the album, but it just sounds incredible. It's I, I can't explain it. So for, when did it come out? Like oh six to oh five oh six. Yeah, I wonder who um who produced it. I think Helly Hansen produced it. Um, I couldn't find shit about the record I, online. I looked everywhere, and there was like, it's like it's unless you go to YouTube, it's like the album doesn't exist. Right. It's weird. I don't think it's on streaming sites. Damn, yeah, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, it's sad. I can't yeah, find if you out. want to go yeah. to YouTube to listen to this album, go ahead. Takes money to make Cause money. Because I'm looking for it, and I see other, yeah, I see other albums that he released, but the last album he got on here is from 2012. Yeah. So yeah, it takes money to make money. Not on here. Damn. Yeah. Sad. Damn. But yeah. You know what? We should try and reach out. To we him should do a little interview. We, we should. Could. Yeah. I'm a. I would good. actually. I'll actually. Get on that, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. see what I That'd can do. That'd be nice to have him on. I know people that know, yeah. like, yeah, that's I'm close sure. to him, so I'm going to see if make I can sure. I like that. find a way to talk to him. That'll be dope, yeah. Let's make that happen, yeah. Gerard. That's that's our goal for 2024. For sure. Uh, So that's your number two. My number two, I kind of hinted at it when I said sent that track, uh, Chips on Pistons yeah. by Blade and Royce. Yeah. Independence Day by Royce the 5'9 is a phenomenal album, and... You guys know me. I'm a diehard Royce fan. Like I sent B my login uh, for Peacock the other day. My passwords Royce the five nine on there. Like, <laughs> all right, now everybody about to this, sign into your this Peacock. To me, <laughs> they don't know. They don't know the. Uh, they don't know the, the email the styles that go on it though. Yeah, yeah, they don't know that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I remember my grandpa took me up to Best Buy and I knew the album was out. I could not find it anywhere. I went to the Best Buy in uh, Auburn Hills by Great Lakes Mall and there was one copy left. So I bought it on CD and it was such a new sound for Royce at the time. It's Independence Day. He broke away from major labels. He didn't have Preem with him anymore. Preem pro- uh, produced like Boom, yep. which was his big song yep. on uh, Death is Death is Certain. Yep. This whole album, he's got Yo Gotti on it. Like I said, he's got CeeLo on it, which is a big feature. He's got Big Herc, Juan, uh, what's it, Sarah Stokes yeah, is on yeah. it. Like, it's a pretty big album for being an independent artist. And the production is pure Detroit yeah. on this album. I love it, front to back. It sounds like it came out of the city. Royce sounds completely different than he's ever sounded in his career because he's making Detroit records strictly for this album. And it hit. It sounds his punchlines are incredible. His, his love for the city shines on this album. If you not, if you don't think Royce fucks with Detroit at all, it just shines throughout it. So it's always been in my top five for Detroit albums. I love that album. So I, I agree with you. My number one album is artist that you named previously. His name is Elzai, but my number one album from him is Elmatic. 
and Ooh, yeah. damn. So good shit, Gerard. So it's it's essentially a tribute to Illmatic. You know, what mm-hmm. El what does his take on all of the records from Illmatic and it is amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like it's his own, yeah. Yeah, I he's arguably the greatest lyricist out of the city of Detroit ever. Like that's in, I, he that's is. In, I think he is. That's including sure. Royce. That's including M. That's including whoever the fuck you mm-hmm. want to name. Elzai can wrap them under the table if he felt like it. So like that album, Hands down. that album solidified that for me. For Elzai, like he's my one of my favorite rappers ever. It's from a lyrical standpoint, and that album solidified that. So Elmatic is my number one album from the from Detroit. That's how I feel about the preface too. I'm like phenomenal front to back um it's what you said i think perfectly well that was rude b i'm joking (laughs) it's like what you said about stretch money how he brought the east coast to detroit pretty much like that sound it's exactly what elzai is like a true new york mc at heart but living here rapping from here coming out of here you know i like that gerard uh my number one is a very major record under shady and it's ob trice's cheers album It is, I can't ever speak highly enough on this album. Like, Dr. Dre produced the whole thing. It was when Shady was at its peak. It's when Aftermath was at its peak. And Obi released one of the best-sounding albums ever and one of the best-sounding albums still to this day, I feel. It's a pure album, front to back. Like, great storytelling, great great lyrics, great punchlines, great work. I think Obi's behind Elzai and Royce is like the best at wordplay in Detroit. Yeah, he is. He is phenomenal. But like, then he's got Eminem behind it and Eminem was at the peak at this time and even took this record to a whole nother level. Like with the features that he had on it, he had 50 cent all over it. They got one of the best diss tracks ever with shit hits the fan talking about Yeah, And it's just Dre and Obi just flowing their ass off. Oh, oh, Little ass, you got to jump just to hit me in the knees. What Dre said, I'm like, Jesus. (laughs) But I can't speak, like, I had this album signed, too, so it means a little more. Uh, Shout out to Trey Jones. He got it signed by Obi for me. And I love Obi, man. Like like I said, I think he's one of the best lyricists to come out of the city, but I just can't. Every time I hear this album, it sounds like it just came out yesterday. That's how fresh it sounds every time. It ages better with time, too. Shout out to Obi. He's underrated as a rapper, for sure. One of the best out the city. And like it also goes to show why Dr. Dre is unfuckwittable as a producer, because if you can take Agreed. anybody and craft an album that's that good, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. imagine what you can do with superstars. You see what he did with 50. You see what he did with M. You know what I'm saying? Also, Man. like, The Firm is just underrated. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that was a great album as well. Yeah, that's true. But go back to Obi Trice. Like, that's an amazing fucking album. Like, fi- sonically, like, sonically and yes. how it's set up, it's a great fucking album. And, like, I feel like that's my, like, knock against M because – it should have made Obi a bigger star because at that time, I'll give him, it went platinum and so did second yeah. rounds on me. So he did, but help, I'm talking about know. marketing though, because at that time, oh, yeah. all you got to do is sell records. That's it. At that That's time, it. you don't need all the, like the shit that we go through now with artists. All you got to do is sell records and under mm-hmm. Eminem and Dr. Dre, he sold records. Now yet he needed that marketing and that push. And I don't, I don't believe he got that, but, but like second round on me and you know 
Cheers, those are both great albums. Yeah. Like, shout out to Obi Trice. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Great Obi Trice, real name, <laughs> no gimmicks. Man, I always, I always love that song. It's nice that that was that wasn't even a real song either. It was just like in the start of Without Me, and it just yeah. was a huge tagline for him for the well, rest that wasn't of his a career. Clip from any, that wasn't a clip from any of his, his songs? One of his songs, he starts the verse, Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks, and then he goes into a verse. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Rap, I've been in it ever since I was invented. That's because a nigga living. My records will vintage in history, niggas, you be the witness. I got the white boys mad at me, cause M signed another black boy like he nigga. It started with Eminem's Without Me song. Wow. And it's so weird, cause Obi's not even on the record. Not at all. Not nowhere near that song Nowhere near that song. That's funny as fuck. Yeah, that's our uh, top five Detroit albums. Good shit, fellas. I look forward to seeing what our listeners think. Shit, I'm actually gonna take some of those and surprise y'all throughout the next few weeks. And let y'all know what I think. Um, I like that. Is there anything else you guys want to discuss about the uh, Detroit albums? Was there any honorable mentions you had at all? Because I did have uh, the East Side Cheddar Boys album on my honorable mention. But overall, there were some skips on it. But it did have, like I said, oh boy, I'm a Cheddar Boy, baby. Those were hits. Nah, I would have put those the Cheddar Boys on there, too. Um, that's they it. were a movement, yeah. for sure. Nah, I mean, they were <laughs> fucking legends street legends like you know yeah. what i'm saying so yeah nah that's all i got yeah same here well before we get out of here man there's gonna be a game in about a week that you know may or may not be popular <laughs> uh i probably won't be watching because i'm personally protesting but <sighs> neither here nor there uh but i got a few facts before we get out of here fellas just to you know establish some greatness and also <laughs> want to give kudos obviously the line of season didn't end the way that we wanted it to we should be in a Super Bowl, but again, neither here nor there. Got to give credit where it's due, man, because none of us seen the Lions going this right. far. We all expected nope. maybe one playoff win, but man, we were a sneeze away from the from the Super Bowl. So, without further ado, uh, for the fourth time in the five and five seasons, the Chiefs are headed to the Super Bowl. Man. They're one win away from becoming the NFL's first back-to-back champions since the Patriots in 2003 and 2004. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has played 17 postseason games, effectively another full season in the playoffs, ultimately. His stats, 14-3, and three, uh, 422 completions out of 626 attempts. That is good for 67.4 per, uh, completion percentage. Uh, 4,802 passing yards, which is crazy. 458 rushing yards, which is actually surprising. 39 passing touchdowns, 5 wow. rushing touchdowns. And just seven, I repeat, seven interceptions. And two rings. Simply, <laughs> simply put, we are witnessing greatness. Oh. Patrick Mahomes will be the first quarterback in 30 years of the salary cap era to start a Super Bowl while carrying the biggest cap hit. Uh, the last, last year, he joined Eli Manning as the only other quarterback to win one while ranking in the top five. So, like I said, you know, to discuss the Lions quickly, uh, this isn't – this is not the SOL, but unfortunately, some of the fans are the same old fans. You know, to hear people after they lost that game mentioning the same old lines is like, dude, you just don't get it. But whatever. In conclusion of the 30th season of NFL coverage, NFL on Fox is projected to score its best NFC championship game in 12 years with over 56 million viewers. Uh, Detroit's. Brian Branch only played 27 defensive snaps versus San Francisco out of 66. 
the six fewest amongst DBs, uh, which was actually his lowest of the season. However, he was still the highest PFF graded Detroit defender with a 77.8 and notched two defensive sna- uh, stops and only allowed one catch for four yards. Wow. So maybe Jeez. we should have had him on the field more. Yeah. Um, yeah, and sat CJ down. Yeah. Um, you know, people ultimately blame Dan Campbell for going forward and not, not taking field goals, whether you agree with or, or not. But to me, the real reason the Lions lost, you had the, Gills, the Gibbs fumble, you had the drops by uh, Josh Reynolds, which I just want to take a second. Obviously, everybody's frustrated, two major drops, but we do have to realize that Josh Reynolds is one of the most clutch players we had yeah. all year. Yes, you hate yeah. to see that happen to such – you know, a player that had been great for so long, but hard worker too. He's put in a grind since coming here. Dude, it's just surprising that that will happen because he, like I said, he's just been so clutch all year long. Yeah. But um, and then the interception drops, man. Like you can't have an interception go off your yeah. fucking face oh, mask. Man. Like you got to catch the ball. That's just a a wacky play and a heads up by Ayuk too. I mean, heads up play for sure by Ayuk. And Cam Sutton had an interception early in the game where he yep. mismanaged as well. So. To me, those are way bigger swings than any coaching decision. Uh, also, They're young, though, man. They're, they'll be fine. It felt extremely similar. To, I don't know if you guys remember, but the Seattle game, like, came out at halftime. Yeah. Fumbled after that, and it just kind of oh, never could yeah. get back on track. But mm-hmm. for the, all those that blame Dan Campbell, coming into the game, the Lions went 18 of 21 on fourth and third, or fourth and three, rather, uh, or less in enemy territory. So that's 86%. Again, yeah. If you didn't think Dan Campbell was going for it on uh, fourth and three, you clearly haven't watched right. all season. But. It was a great call, too. I mean, the, other than the, the play where golf scrambled and ultimately threw it to nobody, yeah. like every fourth quarter or every fourth down play that they went, they had exactly what they were looking for. It just didn't work. Even, then, even on that play, I don't blame Ben Johnson and golf for that. I, I give credit to San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator for – having a better call because he he confused them like they caught they made the right call and usually in that situation uh the Niners play man and so they tricked the Lions and dropped the the corners into a zone because they knew what play that the Lions were probably going to go to and so when when Goff dropped back he thought he was going to have J-Mo or Amara on a drag no it was J-Mo or Reynolds one of them on, on drag routes. Same old dude on drag. Yeah, and I forgot who was on the other side. I suppose uh, I, maybe it was Laporta. I know Jamo was definitely on the drag, but they had two drag routes going the opposite directions. One of them was going to be wide open, and the corners dropped. So when he looked back to throw the ball, the corners were sitting, and so you you're not going to get it. So that's when he scrambled to go up, look up field, and that's not his game. So that the game, the play was already yeah. over. Like you know what I'm saying? Like instead of him, like you know. Calming down, like, oh, that's not there. Who's my second option? And looking, because Amara was open. Had he just mm-hmm. composed himself and threw the ball, like, Amara was open. But he was like, oh, shit. And got happy feet, moved out. Like, that was dumb. Like, I, uh, I want to say, too, if people are blaming Josh Reynolds, and you have to blame Gibbs, J-Mo, Amara, and... Uh, Laporta, they all missed crucial catches at one point in that game. Amon Ra was... Yeah, you're right. No, I'll say Amon Ra was nowhere to be found in the second. They played way better on oh, him nah, in the second Oh, no, they triple-teamed him. 
they laid one lane. I'm definitely like, saying, I can't really blame yeah, yeah. Ron Rob for that. Yeah. But that first half, he yeah, was he was eating. He was. Uh, they put three yeah. people on but him. They like, at, hey, like at one point. I mean, then too, what could have changed the game? That uh, that punt, that punt by Jack Fox, where we almost pinned him on the one. Yeah. That was just a split second away from being pinned there. It just ultimately the game came down to a lot of the plays the Lions made all season long. It they just didn't, didn't make them against yeah. the 49ers. Yeah. Right. Like you said, like you said, I completely forgot about that punt, which we had two yeah. guys back there and ultimately perfectly timed. They were playing. They were playing for a pass on fourth yeah. down. We didn't, and then on the other side, man. I mean, whether you think he's a game manager or not, like Brock Purdy was making some plays I was, did not man. expect oh. whatsoever. Yeah. Like you cover everybody. And he was just taking off. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, he could just could not catch him. So, you know, the Lions defense does need a lot of work. I expect them to make a lot of changes on that side of the ball. Although yeah. the season's over, we definitely be talking about them yeah. during draft season. The draft is going to be here, so it's going to be live. I just don't want people to take for granted that, like you said, Drew, they'll be back. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with you that they will, but I do think it was important. I think I mentioned it last episode. Well, I don't think I mentioned it last episode. When Dan Campbell mentioned, like, don't don't take for granted, like, this could be the last ride oh, yeah. for somebody. Like, yep. That's legit. Like, the 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 Packers aren't going to lay over. The Packers look like they're going to be really good with Jordan Love. Uh, you don't know what the Vikings are going to do, if they're going to bring back Kirk Cousins, if Jets is going to come back. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly with the Bears. I mean, the Bears could potentially be drafting Caleb Williams, Drake May. I think they have two high draft yeah. picks, actually. So, Oh, they'll and yeah. and to his point again, they're not gonna sneak up on people like they did this season. Like when Detroit comes to town, or if you come to Detroit, you know now like this is a talented team. They got some dogs, and yep. we're gonna have to basically battle. So I'm excited. At the same time, I'm a little nervous about certain things. I do want to discuss what you guys think about a possible uh, golf extension. Uh, one of these next episodes that personally scares me because I can think of a lot of players I don't want to lose due yeah. to paying golf, but there's people out there that think golf's going to take a hometown discount, but I got bad news for you. This isn't golf's hometown <laughs> and he ain't going to take no damn discount. So he'll probably be making 50 mil or more. I mean, we got to pay sun God soon. Thankfully Laporta's young, uh, but Aiden Hutchinson's tr- contract is going to be coming up soon. Panay Sewell that if there's any player yes. on this team, I would give a blank check to, it will be Panay Sewell. Yep. He sets the tone and he's ultimately the highest rated Bro, pancaking in, in that game too. That's another, <laughs> if I was a criticizer or think about some things, I wish they would have changed for whatever reason they were using Sewell as a tight end. Yeah. And that drive is actually when uh, Nick Bolsa had a few sacks. I don't think he should have ever been in a position to be playing tight end. I get uh, it. You want to be creative X, Y, and Z, but like when you put, uh, Dan Skipper against <laughs> Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa yeah. and you got a, a all pro tackle. Like Nick Bosa wasn't doing anything against Sewell, so you know, greatest thing keep it keep it simple, stupid. I always think about like the Lions' run game was impeccable. I think we rushed eight times in the second half. So oh, there's man. a lot of things I'm sure if they could take back and do over again, they would. And Monty was feasting in that first half, too. Monty was having a game. Uh, dude, he, he looked incredible. Ugh. He looked incredible. So thankfully, um, the Lions are young. Mm-hmm. The Lions have, I think, four picks in the top 100. And they have plenty of cap space. So they should be you know, able to equip some defenders and make a run for it. Thankfully, offensively, we don't really need very much. They just need to figure out what to do with Jonah Jackson. If they bring him back, I'd bring him back, but his contract would be heavily incentivized. Mm-hmm. Or um, there's a lot of good options in the draft. You can draft a guy for cheap at guard. Um, 
maybe get another wide receiver, you know, depending on how much you want to pay. But J-Mo took some great steps, man. There's some stats out there showing, like, Bro, that first play of the game, that first touchdown he had, you like can't teach I think everybody was. That speed is insane, yeah, man. I, but he, I, we, I let's praise him, but he also has to get better because, like, um, he does. Like the the touchdown that he dropped in the game, you got to catch that, and like, um, he slowed down. I go back and forth on that play. Ultimately, you do want to see him catch that ball, but at the same time, until the last second, the DB was holding his hand. And was the throw perfect? No, but ultimately, like I said, J-Mo should have caught it. However, I don't like them only utilizing or not only utilizing him, but, I mean, you see what Stephon Diggs, like, he had a deep ball that he should have caught in the playoffs and dropped it. Like, that's probably the most difficult play to make in football. So the Lions had plays where they had him doing comeback routes. I mean, I just would have liked to see that creativity, but – I mean, I'm excited. Hopefully, dear Lord, hopefully, no injuries with J Mo. Get a full yeah, off season. Get your reps yeah. in. Don't fucking gamble nowhere. And just like, <laughs> you can see the potential. You yeah. can see the potential. This is year three. And it's not big things J Mo needs to improve on. It's it's mostly small things, and it's mostly like because I I went to most of the games like and I watched a lot of his reps. I just need to see. Hey Drew, can you put a siren on there like like the Joe Bellini when? Draw saying I went to most of these Nah, it's it's small things. It's like getting off the line. It's like running more precise routes. It's effort. You know what I'm saying? Like like JMO is a hell of a blocker. So like he puts effort mm-hmm. in that. Now if he could put like I I think because he has so much natural ability that I think when he's running his routes, he don't put much effort into that. And I think that he gotta understand that people get paid on the other side of there of that too. So like right. you gotta get them that work, like so that you're open, open. You won't have it like no one would second guess it, like you know, because it was one. Um, and when we played, who was that? Uh, Tampa Bay, and he had the deep uh route. He he. Oh yeah. He had a hard time getting off the line of scrimmage. Then once he finally got off, he got separation. And when Jared Goff threw the ball, he threw it to lead him, and Jamo slowed down. Like and it's like that. Yeah, that type of stuff is like, come on, man. It's like, timing with him. You just mm-hmm. like, but he's young. Bro. He's young, so. Right. I just want him to pair up with the Monroe St. Brown. And when Amon Ra goes man. and does his 200, man. you know, extra catches on the Judgment Stream, J Mo, you get your right. ass on there and you do 200 <laughs> reps too. Whatever you see Sun God doing, like you said, like you can see. Put in the uh, same word. Yeah. I mentioned, you know, Panay Sewell, but like. Amon Ra, we have to pay him soon too. Whatever he asked for, I'm giving yeah, him. Yes. Like it's nothing yeah. that he's shown to where it's like I'm not gonna play any games, whatever. But like, no, the Lions are young. I would, I would love, I want to, I want to see Brad Holmes do an interview. Like, mm. obviously he's had successful drafts. I think now he needs to take that next step, similar to what the Rams did. Like, you know, securing a guy like uh, Jalen Ramsey. You know, maybe trading a few picks here and there. But like, signing Burns in the offseason. Yeah, uh, everybody know I love Brian Burns, yeah. but I, I expect him to get franchise tag. Same with Josh will. Allen. Hey, Daniel uh, Hunter is. So we'll right see up what free street. agents are available. Daniel Hunter is right Man, around the corner. I take Sign him, him. Too. and he's a, he's a beast. And both defending the run and getting after passer. So yeah. few a few guys get after quarterback. Uh, a few guys that can actually catch a ball if it's in their vicinity as a corner. And I think the Lions are set. So 
we'll see. But just want to touch upon that real quick. Um, is there anything you guys want to add when it comes to the Super Bowl and or the Lions season? Um, yeah, I want to talk about that hit stick Laporta put on Greenlaw and damn near tore his shoulder out of his socket. Dude. <laughs> As Gerard said, he thought he was pussy. <laughs> he did. You know what's funny? That hit always reminds me. When I was first starting to play football, my dad would always say, if you get rocked, like, make it to your sideline right. and then fall. Don't let exactly. people see you got fucked oh, up. Man. That's what he did. And that's like, <laughs> what Greenlaw did. went over there with the limp shoulder. As soon as he got behind his guys, he fell out Bro, on that floor man. and was struggling to take the helmet off. I was no. like, we're biting shoulder caps at this yeah. point. Look, dude, that was it. I love Laporta, man. Dude. Like, Laporta was a great pick. And picks like that make me trust Holmes even yeah. more. But, like, yeah, man, I'm excited to see where they take this. It's nice, too, like we were talking. I know me and Gerard, are, we talk about Anzalone, but it's nice that we have him secured for another two years. It's nice we got Monty for another two years, you know? We don't have to worry about those guys right now. We got them cheap. Right. So, six million They got each. pieces, man. It's like you don't have to yeah. do heavy lifting. You know, it's more so like tweaking yeah. and improving what you already have. But Derek shit. Barnes stepped up this year too, finally. That's what we needed to see. Damn. Rodrigo stepped up in that Niners game. Linebacker is not... probably one of the only positions I really feel like if the Lions came back next year with yeah. exactly what they had this We'd year. Right. Fucking uh, Melifonwu stepped up this year big time. Like I expect Jack Campbell to take another step. I after, did too. He you know, showed a lot and of He played well against the Niners. He was excellent against yeah. the run. Yeah. He did. He did. He was excellent against the run. Uh, Aiden I like got lit up, though. He was getting lit up. but Aiden did. But was, you know one thing about Aiden? You know he's going to bounce back. He's going to bounce, you know, yeah. You know next year, and especially if they get another person on the opposite side to help him out, like, yeah. it's, it should get, it should get Fucking, nasty. Fucking uh, Aleem McNeil stepped up big time this year. We, can, I mean, the defense actually did their job the second half of the year. It was Sutton who let us down. Before that, it was Jerry Jacobs who let us down. Like you know, you got to get some ball hawks in here. Yeah. You got to get legit corners in here. And how, how do you feel about Chauncey Gardner now after the Niners game? Because I know we kind of hinted at it a little bit ago. So he didn't play very well in that game. Uh, I'll admit, but at the same time, like I've seen so many Lions fans saying like, "Let's move on" and overrated ball blah, blah, blah. Like. This dude worked so hard to get back. He did. Like, from from an injury that a lot of guys don't return right. the same season for. And while it seems like a given, like, yeah, the Lions were good, X, Y, and Z, like, you need some dudes that have confidence to believe in themselves and their team when it doesn't look like there's mm-hmm. any hope. When he first made his statements after, after beefing with uh, Debo Samuels and said, hey, when we see y'all in the championship game – Motherfuckers thought he was crazy. Let's just keep it real. Like That's true. nobody saw the Lions going to the championship game, but guess what? They went there. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you have guys like Chauncey Gardner's letting people know in practice and a locker room. Guy, yeah. Like we can do this. So did he have a good game? No. However, like I'm not gonna discredit this dude from busting his ass and doing everything he could to return and make plays on the field when a lot of guys would just would have you know shut it down for the season and tried to come back next year. So do you think we'll resign him? Because he I was do. on a one year, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. I would ha- I would do probably another one year deal. I would too. I mean, the guy's a ball hawk when he's healthy, when he's able to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure he probably wasn't able to to study and do some right. of the stuff. He Get in the does. full reps with the D and everything. Yeah. So bring him back. Oh, that was crazy. <laughs> I just thought of <laughs> that. That was God crazy. <laughs> wow. 
Full reps, full, full reps with the D. Cool. Oh, <laughs> Big D. Big D. Hey, it's Friday night, baby. Hey, the freaks come out at night. Freaks come out at night. No, I, I like that we're talking about the Lions right now just to kind of, you know, get it out of our system because we do. I'm have... able to talk about it now, but I'm not going to lie. For most of the week, oh, I couldn't listen to anything on the radio. I like, didn't. I was pissed. Yeah. I, I feel better now that time has passed. Yeah. Um, but I would bring Chauncey back. Mm-hmm. Would I guarantee him a starting spot? No, but at the same time, like, I don't think they guaranteed anybody a fucking starting spot last year when you have, um, like you said. Tracy uh, Walker was uh, was playing a lot for the start of the year, too. Tracy Walker's, yeah, it, probably gone. Yeah, yeah but I mean, again, I hope they do bring you know, you Tracy Walker. You know what? He put in a good time Tracy here, Walker's though. out of here. But. You got Tonkin. <laughs> you got Kirby. Yeah. You think so, Gerard? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, essentially, he was, he was a healthy scratch like the last two games of the season, yeah. so – I hope they do it's bring a, Chauncey it's, back. It's a, it's a weird situation, but mm-hmm. I like like you say, you don't find ball hawks like Chauncey. You know, just just every day. And week, so and AG, I bring him back, see what he could do. With the, uh, a, AG can get the best yeah. out of Chauncey. Like, and he unlocked a new. Uh, I sent it to. I sent hey, it to it's B. A, it's officially running back season. Yeah. By the way, we did not even talk about that. I forgot. Yeah, AG and Ben Johnson coming back. And Johnson's back. Hey. <laughs> I wouldn't take on that dumpster fire commanders team either. Hell Let Dan Quinn Johnson for the second year in a row <laughs> realized that the grass might not be greener. I was like, you know what? Let me come back and see what we can do unfinished business. But yeah. no, it's huge. Like you typically don't get to have the success that the Lions just had and been and then be able to bring back all your coordinators. And so, we got the uh the Titans D line coach yep. now, right? Yep. I think that's, yeah, a, great that's a great addition. Good, yeah. You got all your coaches coming back. You have a stable core. You're just going to add to it. Like, no, it's officially running back season, so mm-hmm. let's see what they can do. But, no, I would bring Chauncey back and then just let the guys compete, man. You you still got Branch, who is another great pick. Yeah. Like, yeah, Brad Holmes kind of knows what he's doing, so let's trust him, see what happens. But I need a splash. I, I need some, I need some, you know, number one corner. I don't know who. Um you hear yeah. about some uh, ball hawk, like you said, from the from the Kansas City Chiefs, mm-hmm. but that we got to we got to make a splash. We can't keep talking about all the cap space that we have. Um, I know they have their guys that they want, but I just want to see one guy, one big name, mm-hmm. you know. So let's see. But no, I, I feel better now after some time has passed, where I'm able to talk about it and feel better about it. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm good leaving it there. Agreed. I forgot Antoine Green was on the team too. That's the last thing I wanted to add. Until that's so funny. That that kick return just went right over his head. I'm like, oh shit, we did draft him late. <laughs> <laughs> and a, and, a, and a quality player when giving reps. You know, the wide receiver room was really unique this year. I mean, you know, you yeah. got Sun God, and then J Mo came back, but like, you got Josh Reynolds. Does Josh Reynolds come back? Um, do yeah. the Lions resign uh, uh, Peoples Jones? You know. Uh, Khalif Raymond, I think, is on the last year of his deal, so yep. he'll probably be back as a returner. But, like, do the Lions make a big splash in the wide receiver room? You got guys like Mike Evans who, when he was here, he bust our ass. And Mike Mike Evans has produced every year, but apparently he's going to want a lot of money. Yeah. Do you pay that when you have to pay Sun God, when you have to pay, like I said, Ugh. Hutchinson? So. A 10-year vet already, too. I don't, I'm not taking the risk. Yeah. I mean, but but – we can't just want all like like you mentioned uh, before the podcast, Gerard. I mean, Daniel Hunter is older. I mean, 
we might have to sign some of the older guys and, and see what they can do. So I'm excited, man. We will like you said, I will I will prefer here. to be more uh look more on the defensive side. Be more intentional about that side. So if we get some vets on that side or whatever, then I'm gonna be okay with that. Like we really need secondary and D line. Like if we get a receiver, mm-hmm. I don't think we need to spend big money on that. Yeah. So it sounds like Gerard, you wanna focus on the D? On the <laughs> defensive line. <laughs> on the defensive line. Yeah. Okay. So not not just yeah. the D gotcha. That was crazy. That was crazy. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to discuss before we get out of here? No, I feel good now. I feel good too, man. Feeling good, feeling great. Feeling great, feeling good. How are you? On that note, this is another episode of Two Hip Hop Sensei's and the Casual. Until the next time, man, y'all be easy. Why? Take care. Drew, you gonna, you gonna say I'll anything? i joint real quick. <laughs> Catch up. fried. Hop into my spaceship, spaceship go. Hop into my spaceship Two senseis in a casual. Out here, we just having a conversation about subs. Um, as a black We've never man, done this want, before, by the way. I want to never... be known as a black man. I do not like corned beef sandwiches. So if you got to take my black card, feel free. Let's talk about that. Craziness. Feel free. Craziness. Corned beef is so goddamn man. overrated. Corned beef. Corned beef is delicious. delicious. Wow, that's crazy. So yeah. I get. I get uh, American cheese, and then I get the three mm-hmm. meats, like I said. Whoa. And by the way, we're talking about the Bellas, which the Bellas, the Bellas uh, has yes. the best sandwiches out there that you'll yes. find. Mm. Yes, the Bellas is the best. So I get American cheese, I get turkey, roast beef, and salami, okay. and then I put a little spinach on there with mayonnaise and barbecue sauce, and call it a day. <laughs> I should be getting plain bread lately. This is I a think... white man sandwich. <laughs> On a cold ass sub, Gerard. Right, I know. What's up, bud? That sandwich sucks. I'm talking about white man. <laughs> like, that, that sandwich is <laughs> awful. Give me my chips on the side, my lemonade, and my cookies. I'm good. I'll take my most Caucasian man. sandwich I've ever heard. <laughs> like, like, do what Gerard like, and I do and get the Dagwood. The Dagwood is crack, yeah. and you got to get it grilled. What Gerard said that everything bread. You got to get the Dagwood or the Godfather. You got to get it grilled. You got to get it on everything. What is the Dagwood? Come on, tell, tell people what's, what's in the Dagwood. I got y'all. So it's turkey, ham, corned beef with lettuce, tomato, onion, spicy mustard, yes. and Bella's famous oil dressing Ooh. and Swiss and it's cracked too. Their oil and yes, their that oil is good as hell. What's go say the Godfather? Oh, say the Godfather. I'm gonna make him an offer camera for you. Before I move on to the Godfather, the Dagwood, you lose me when you start talking about ham and corned beef. Come on, man. And then tomato and onion and spicy mustard. Well, you eat salami, bro. Here, you eat salami extra. cold. <laughs> cold. With all that extra. <laughs> All that extra nonsense. What do you want? Spicy mustard. Bro, you, you, you got mayo and barbecue sauce like on cold bread. Yeah.
yeah. yeah. Barbecue sauce like a real man. Uh, Talking about essential oils on a sandwich. <laughs> Come on. This would be a proper country, goddammit. You like that, Drew? Yes. All right. So for yes. Godfather, you got Genoa Salami. Uh, yes. Capicola? Yep. Never heard of something. That's of Gabagool. Shit. Crack. That's Capicola is Gabagool. Okay, you got me back. <laughs> Gabagool. Right, so you got the, the salami, the Gabagool, the spicy ham with lettuce, tomato, mm-hmm. onion, mayonnaise. Ooh. So good. And Debella's famous oil yes. again, dressing yes. on a fresh ba- baked everything or sesame oh, roll. Oh, nah, you got to get the everything. What kind of yep. bread do you get, B? I've been getting, I've been getting uh, plain lately. What I think I, I got, I got uh, the everything. Hear me out. <laughs> I loved the everything for a while, but at some point the everything got a little salty for me, so I just started going with the plain. They got a, a multi green that's good too. I like yeah, that. yeah, the multi green is, is good. good. It is good. All right, let's get to the, just, let's get to the real topic here, fellas. How big uh, do y'all like y'all? Y'all, all right, y'all, all right, y'all. Give me go. the large, <laughs> baby. <laughs> the I big mean, Kahuna. How many inches <laughs> we talking? We going we going five to seven. <laughs> 10 totally or you more than 14. Like, let's really get into nah, it. I, I need, no, nah, hold on. <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Bro, I was about to say he need his 14, <laughs> son. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Nah, Bro, just say you get a large. Just say that's you get crazy. a large. Gerard on his Brazilla, son. I like the oh. I like the biggest hey, submarine yo. bun that they have. The biggest submarine. Hey yo, Drew, thank you for telling me to record. <laughs> was, we got we got footage of Gerard. Crazy, that was crazy. <laughs> Gerard was about to get his bag. Let it be known. <laughs> You got 14 inches, son. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Man. Oh, we might be able to put this at the beginning. This is a great fucking discussion. Uh, but, Drew, you're about to answer. What what size do you need? Just give me the large. The large. Which one I get today? I think I got the medium. Honestly, the medium is goddamn medium is like a large yeah. anywhere yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who has... Nah, nah. Debellas is elite, man. Let me see. What I, I agree. Get? I got a medium, and I only ate the first half early, yeah. so I'm about to eat the second half later. There you go. Got some Doritos. Got some lemonade. Got two cookies. I'm good to go. Having a good Debellas cookies is oh. good as fuck too. So, yeah. Dude, that oatmeal, I know a lot of people don't like oatmeal raisin cookies. They oatmeal raisins. People need to grow up. <laughs> that shit is fire, son. But nah, you go to Debellas, you're gonna have a good yeah, time, for man. Sure. It is. Oh my goodness, that was a great. We'll do our top five subs one on a topic one day. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think I got five subs in me. <laughs> Whoa, uh, God damn! Subway, Jimmy John's, Tubby's, Debellas. Jimmy yeah. John's, if I, I think Jimmy John's is, super, is severely overrated. Subway fell off around the same time that Subway Jared, got expensive. Yeah, Subway got real expensive. Jerry went to the bank and it's just like Subway just 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 crumbled with Man. them. Uh, oh, I still like Tubby's when you can yeah, find Tubby's, them. Tubby's, Tubby's is a good. good sub. I've never had Tubby's. Never you had gotta, Tubby's. If you find one, I, I recommend Blimpies is good. Day. Those are rare yeah, nowadays. They used to be. You know what I don't like is Jersey Mike's. I had I two bad Jersey's experiences Mike. there. And I, I just, fuck with Jersey Mike's. Uh, I don't think I've ever had Jersey Mike's too, but I know Jerry loves Jersey Mike's. Um, I can't do it. I've never done it. When you say bad experiences, what are we talking to? What are we talking to, Drew? 
I had food poisoning from one of them once. Oh, I was throwing shit. up everywhere. It was all. It was. They gave uh, you bad gabagool. <laughs> right. I got the. I got their like Jersey Mike, whatever their signature sub is, and I got it the Jersey way with like the oil and shit. Yeah. And I I came home from ball one night and I ate it and I like instantly I was like oh this doesn't taste right and I took a few more bites to make sure and sure enough I was throwing up for they like gave you bad gabagool. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, it Damn. was not good. So, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Jersey Mike's. Well, but DeBellas, yeah, DeBellas is crack. Shout out to DeBellas. <laughs> well, we got to discuss those. Shout out yeah. to DeBellas. Uh, yeah, nice, nice bonus segment. Yeah, man. <laughs> no, we we probably can't do top five subs, Drew, but like we probably do like top five fast food restaurants or like I'd do that for sure. That'd be a good one. Top five, I don't know, or top five. We could do a top food. ten for fast food. Yeah, <laughs> we'll put our no, minds we can get, we can get into the bag with fast food. Uh, Let's do that one day. That'd be a good topic. I'm down because a lot of people be sleeping on checkers, man. I just feel they like shouldn't. Oh, those fries, they shouldn't. Those, those fries, fries are elite. And, I, and hear me out. People be like, "Oh, you can get the fries from the store." It's not the fucking same. No, just like they're the, not I don't know. hot. Just like I don't the, know. You put them in like the air fryer. You put them in the air fryer. They're good. Yeah. Fries, they're good. Don't get me wrong, but they're not gonna have that grease like when they fresh out of <laughs> yes. check. Come on, man. Come on. They're popping hot with grease, and they whatever seasoning they put on it is just delicious. It's immaculate, top of the line, best, best fast food. A big Buford's good burger. Yeah. I like it though. My sister, my sister don't like checker fries because she's a heathen. You know what I'm saying? So. Oh shit. Yeah. I mean, we could get into our top ten fast food right now. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of a person that didn't like checker fries. Like, I've never it's heard. A, it's one a whole re- that's, that's... it's a whole reason why, but it's stupid. So, like, <laughs> 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 yeah. But sh- B, when's the last time you fucked up some uh, cheesy gordita crunches? I had to get back on the horse because I've I'm mentioning food poisoning. I had obviously had food like, poisoning twice from Taco Bell. So I think about two months ago, I had a random craving for him. Went back to the well, but dude. Cheese gordita crunch is like seven fucking dollars yeah, now, expensive. man. Like, yeah, it's expensive fuck, as hell. You can make those at home. Look, we talk about this used to be a proper country. We wouldn't have been able to, to survive <laughs> no, college no. if cheesy gordita crunches was seven fucking dollars no, back in the yeah. day. You could get him a chicken back in the day for a dollar, now they're like two forty-two. Uh, McDouble's like two fifty and some change, like. We really did used to be a proper country. I really don't know what happened, but everything is yeah. god expensive, man. You that's why I feel like with the bells, you get a, you get the bang for your buck. You know, it's a little pricey for a sub, but it's yeah. you get but you it, get it. It lasts. Yeah, it lasts. You're you gonna yeah. get at least one good meal, if not for two. sure. Uh, but shit, you go to McDonald's and Wendy's now for one person. Yeah. You gonna pay almost damn near fifteen dollars, dude. Why these biggie bags come elite though? They come in clutch. Somebody mentioned I've never had those. Yeah. It's nuggets, a burger, fries, and a those drink. Those are clutch. For five yeah, bucks. dude. The five for five. It's yeah. clutch. <laughs> yeah, bro. I can't wait until we have our discussion about fast food because I'm gonna get into the specifics about how Wendy's their meat to bread ratio. They have a little too much bread. I don't know what it is, but it's just. <laughs> McDonald's, they give you they give you less bread to where you feel like you get more meat, Pauls. Uh, when it comes to French fries, Checkers is the best, obviously, but you got five guys that hook you up way more than you yeah, need. Yeah, but that's a whole – that's a dinner. That's a 50-piece. Right. Dude, that is, that, is a, that is an expensive fine <laughs> right. dining date. Right. right. You know, which one you're late. Don't want no motherfucking bacon, nah. boy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And a shake, nah, nah, you, yeah, nah, you, you gotta break the bank for that. But 
No, we'll get into it. I don't know when, but that'll be a great discussion. After the Super Bowl, we'll do it. (laughs) Shit, we can do our... We could do it for the Super Bowl because everybody likes to eat during the That's Super true. Bowl. Yeah, we eat. could do it next next week if you guys want. I'm All right, let's do it then. All right, that. Oh, <laughs> here's a teaser then. <laughs> this was a great teaser for what's soon to come. Yeah, we already did the outro, so I won't record that again. <laughs> Just gonna <laughs> stop it. Fuck. Two senseis and a casual.